passionately ugly history is geared towards those with mature vocabularies. Although we are teaching you something, we are not conducting ourselves in a professional manner. This means we curse a fucking lot. So if you don't like cursing, female rage, millennial flipouts, or sarcastic political and social commentary, kindly fuck off. Thanks. Bye. Hello, and welcome to Passionately Ugly History, where I, Heather, rant about the parts of history that are, frankly, fucked up to my captive audience member. Today, my captive audience member is Kate. Bonjour. Uh, <laughs> so uh, this is Kate's first episode. Woo! One of many. Yeah, I'm a virgin. That has never been said about you since you were like, it. God, I don't even want to guess. Let's not Cali- talk about this. <laughs> I was going to say, you lived in California. I don't want to I don't want to make any assumptions here, but. Uh, <laughs> Just wait till we get the child sex slaves. <laughs> Mm. Oh, you just kind of gave it away. But today we're going to be talking about uh, the man that um, I cannot help but refer to as that asshole. We're talking about Christopher Columbus. Originally, this was going to be released on Columbus Day, but due to technical difficulties. um, Yeah, (laughs) we're a little late. But uh, as as Americans, we are taught the uh, romanticized version of this fucker that, you know, in 1492, I wrote 1942 in the script. (laughs) same thing really right in 1492 columbus sailed the ocean blue blah 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 um we're going to talk about how the man is fucker and monster and why we should know that story and not just some stupid cutesy rhyme uh and the sounds of his i mean and the names of his ships which when you think about it they sound really weird don't they i can't what are they like uh, the nina and 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 natasha Natasha, <laughs> Nina, Pinta, and Santa Maria. Oh yeah, I forgot about fifth grade. Yes, yes. See, I don't forget about fifth grade. I have to constantly remind a lot of people about fifth grade uh, government class a lot. <laughs> um. Anyways, are you ready? Because this shit's I'm kinda, ready. This shit's kind of heavy. Anyways, uh, the name the, the our sources just to name a few is the Encyclopedia Britannica, uh, a TED mm. talk a TED talk that I found on YouTube called history versus Christopher Columbus, which actually was really good national geographic. Cause I'm fancy oh. and awesome infographic from the oatmeal, which I love the oatmeal. Um, I love the oatmeal. And I'm going to put, I'm going to put a link to it in the show notes because I'm not going to lie. It gave me a good like outline of how I was going to do this episode. <laughs> uh, the Washington post, you know, Wopo, uh, History Unplugged podcast. They had a Christopher Columbus episode in 2017. I think the best part about that a podcast is their episodes are like 15 minutes long, so I don't have to invest an entire like three hours like I have in many others. And uh, nice. and Wiki because I'm a fucking scholar. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Always. All right. So on to the topic discussion. Ready? Do, 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 do. Um, I've been playing a lot of video games. Anyways. (laughs) So Christopher Columbus, uh, when you actually Google his name, it automatically goes Christopher Columbus Explorer. Fuck that. Explorer Um, my butthole. (laughs) I think that's a category on Pornhub. Um, (laughs) uh, So Christopher or Chris or where I'm going to be referring to him as Topher throughout the rest of this episode because that's the douchiest name I can think of. 
I want to say the word I'm not allowed to say. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> there is one word she's not allowed to say. Um, only one. And that's just because it's a little offensive, um, more so than like anything else you say. And you say a lot of offensive mm. shit. So anyways, Topher, <laughs> Topher was born in Genoa, Italy. His anglicized name is Christopher. In Italian, apparently, it's Cristoforo, Colombo. Um, and in Spanish, it's Cristobal Colon. The Spanish name uh, it, it name has like those little chicas over the O's. I don't know what they're called. You are so white. I can't handle this right now. <laughs> it's little chicas over the O's. I, I listen. Little I, chicas. I don't you. It's a second tone in Chinese pinyin. I'm just saying. But I don't know what it's called in Spanish. <laughs> oh, right. Humble brag. She speaks Chinese. <laughs> Well, I mean, I think anybody who actually like <laughs> listens to this episode has figured that out. I don't speak oh, it as well as control alt delete, but I still speak it. Um, anyways, <laughs> uh, I have I, actually in the script, it says I have more than proven that my that Spanish is not my forte. Um, <laughs> it is not. I, I think in case you guys didn't figure that out by episode two, when I did the Panama Canal and butchered those names. Um, but now we're going to make it even worse. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I'm ready. Um, okay, he was born in 1451, and in all the sources that I found, they can't pinpoint an exact date, just sometime before October 31st, uh, which is cool. Me too. I was born before October 31st. What about you? That leaves a lot of time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, mm-hmm. so we probably have the same birthday. I mean, you're both assholes. Anyways. <laughs> you're not wrong, but I am not Italian. This is true. This is true. Um, I can cook spaghetti. Does that count? That's racist. That's yeah, that's a little racist. I'm sorry. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the fact that he, uh, the fact that he was born in Genoa is actually kind of contested. There are some modern authors who argue that he is from Aragon, which is a region of Spain, or from Portugal. But isn't that uh, the Lord of the Rings? No, it's Aragorn. And also yep, my bad. best one of the best characters, but uh no. <laughs> Anyways, uh, by the end of this episode, um, I don't think that anybody's really going to want to claim that they're f- that he's from there, at least if they listen to this, um, because we're going to regardless, modern scholars have mostly discounted any of the writers who claim that he is not Genoese. Um, so he's from Genoa. Isn't that a kind of baloney? Yeah, Genoa salami, actually. Salami. Okay. Yes. Like he's a big it's, old salami. It's like it's like really sweet salami. It's weird. I mean, I don't hate it, but it's <laughs> now I'm imagining that's what he tasted like. Why are you imagining what Christopher Columbus tasted like? He's a fucking why not monster. Anyways, we're gonna move the fuck along here. Uh Christopher was the son of a Genoese wool mer- worker and merchant. Uh oh god. D'Amico Colombo and Susanna. Fontana Rosa. I think I did that okay. That was <laughs> really good. I sounded like you were ordering Mexican food at a restaurant. Except uh, then I must have missed the mark because that was Italian. Well, whatever. Same thing. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. Anyways, fun fact. Uh, Domenico uh, owned a cheese stand, which Christopher uh, worked at as a child, which is my dream. <laughs> <laughs> that does sound fantastic. It does. It sounds great. Also, I'm lactose intolerant, but it sounds like a great death. That would um, suck for people in your life. Yeah. 
<laughs> Anyways, <laughs> moving the fuck along. Uh, he had three brothers, Bartholomew, Giovanni Pellegrino, which I'm pretty sure is the name of a uh, fancy water, Pellegrino. Yep. Uh, and uh, Giacomo, as well as a sister named, oh man, Bianchetta? I'm pretty sure. It's not bruschetta. Is that a cheese? <laughs> Bianchetta? I think so. It's not bruschetta. Um, anyways. Well, it's unfortunate, no matter what it is. Yes. Anyways, Bartholomew is also noted as an explorer in some of the sources, but he's also a cartographer. Uh, the others are just kind of... Mm. Um, the others are cartographers, merchants, and all that fun stuff. Um, eventually, the family left Genoa, the Genoa area, to move to Savona. Uh, in 1470, to be exact, that's when they moved. Uh, before, before we totally leave Genoa, we're going to have a, a passionately ugly history brand, uh, Heather's digressing to movie quotes again. Uh, have you seen that Heath, that Heath Ledger movie, Casanova? Um, probably because he's hot. Yeah, he's really good in that one too. But uh, there's this fat lard salesman who's from Genoa, uh, and like that's his big thing. He's from Genoa, and uh, see, he probably eats lots of salami. <laughs> yeah, probably. Well, he was a lard salesman, so uh, yeah, I just couldn't get past that the entire time I was researching the beginning of his life. <laughs> All I kept seeing was the lard salesman. For some reason, my mom bought me that DVD for Christmas one year. I'm not so sure random. why. I'm not sure why. I never had an interest in the movie. It's a good movie, but by far the best, one of the best parts, other than the fact that Heath Ledger is hot as fuck, um, is that <laughs> the large salesman from Genoa is just hilarious. Like I could not. I would like laughing. to know how. How do I get a job as a large salesman? Because I have a lot. Well, you to have get. to be in the Italian Renaissance first and foremost. Um, and you can't pose a problem and you can't sell your own. This isn't like fight club where they use human fat to make soap. We don't talk about fight club. (laughs) 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 Right. All right. Moving the fuck along. Uh, Domenico was over, uh, took over a tavern in Savona. I'm probably saying this, that's that city is wrong, but, uh, I keep thinking of Arizona. So I'm pretty sure we don't have any listeners from Italy. We might after this, and I might get like I'm not going to get any emails. No one emails. If you get hate mail, it means you're famous. So well then, I haven't gotten any yet, which means I'm not famous, but I'm okay with it. Here's hoping. (laughs) Fingers crossed. Um. So anywho, uh, so he just so Christopher eventually decided to bounce and was hired by Renee of Anjou which is who is known as good King Renee. It's actually his title is good King Renee hmm. um, to help conquer the kingdom of Naples. So uh, I don't know if you know anything about Italian history, but like for a lot of the times, it's just a bunch of King city States that rule themselves and they're always fighting. It's, it's that one of the reasons cool. it's one of the reasons that like, you know, uh, Mussolini was able to like take over so quickly as everything was just kind of disjointed. <gasps> oh, I heard Mussolini is really cool. I don't know who told you that. He's a douche. He get he gets drugged through the city on a like when they went oh like he's not cool. Maybe the way he died is cool. <laughs> it's pretty metal how he died. They like they like beat, they beat the shit out of him, tied him to a horse cart, dragged him through the streets and then hug him. Some people are into that. I mean he was a It's fucker. also a category on Pornhub. <laughs> I think we've got a lot. Um, anyway, <laughs> moving along. 
eventually, Christopher would become an apprentice to the merchant and sail all over Europe. Historians speculate that he went to places such as Bristol, England, Galway, Ireland, and even survived a shipwreck off of Cape St. Vincent, Vincent, which is in Portugal in 1476. So, I mean, he doesn't have a lot of sailing luck, but I guess shipwrecks are par for the course back then. I guess. I mean, he does not sound like somebody I'd want to get on a boat with, but yeah, what do I know? Neither. Uh, well, we know in retrospect, we don't want to get on a boat with him. Who knows if like Christopher Columbus, like in 1476 was, I don't, I can't believe I'm saying this. Maybe he was hot. Maybe he was a total babe. Who knows? Uh, he's not. Oh, my name is Cristobal. It's Colombo. If you speak it in I mean, Italian. Colombo. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, at this point, both Christopher and Bartholomew were cartographers. However, uh, Christopher fancied himself an entrepreneur. You know, entrepreneur. Yeah, I, I don't know how many douchebags from high school that you uh, graduated with who became entrepreneurs, but I have quite a few. Oh, um, yeah, I have a whole lot. And like they sell like young living and we're not, we're not i was gonna say we're not talking about those like hey you want to be your own boss no hey hon no i have there's a there's one uh girl that i went to high school with she sells like soaps and stuff now she makes like handmade soaps and stuff she's badass uh I'll, hokum wares is freaking awesome but uh i'll i don't know i guess i'll put a link in the notes or Shout out. yeah or the notes or something but uh she sells really cool soaps, but she like one time back when I was on Facebook a lot, she like ranted about those people because apparently they kept reaching out to her and she just lost her shit. She, she, she uh, my favorite things is when her and people like, cause her and Danielle, my sister Danielle have like almost the same kind of anger. So when they rant, it's great. I get popcorn. Um, Ooh, your sister who I'm scared of, even though I never met her yet. She, I'm, she, I, she, I think, I think her, uh, no, no, her bark and her bite are about the same. <laughs> we love you, Danielle. Um, well, at least I do. Kate's never met you. <laughs> I'm going to. I'm going to love you so hard. <laughs> you might not want to do that. <laughs> Anyways, um, now we're going to get into the more social, political, and intellectual climate of the time. Because, well, we got to. Because this is this a podcast this is a history it. podcast <laughs> so I don't very, know good, Heather. <laughs> very good <laughs> anyways the 1400s or the 15th century is widely seen as the official end of the middle ages uh given that the renaissance had started a century before and and the 16th century would be filled with a bunch of religious reforms you know what's up martin luther um the 15th oh, no. yep I don't mean I'm not Protestant, but there's a lot. Um, the 15th century laid the groundwork for... <laughs> stop laughing. Uh, the 15th century laid the groundwork for what is called the Great Western Schism, uh, which is not spelled the way it's said, I might add. Um, <laughs> which was a general demystification of the Catholic Church, not surprisingly, due to the Renaissance, this started in Italy. So, oh, hey, that's where Topher is from. So we'll circle back to that part later. <laughs> um, the political climate uh, was that of what is called absolutism. Uh, that's right. Not only Siths deal in absolutes. Apparently, European monarchs in the 1400s did as well. Um, I feel like there's a lot of parallels. 
I, there might be not as many glowy sticks, but still pretty cool. Um, absolutism is the political doctrine where there is an ultimate, an unlimited centralized absolute authority that uses its sovereignty vested in. I read this all wrong. We're going to start over. I'm this, not is, this is I'm, cool. Let's I'm probably push. I'm probably not cutting this out. I usually don't cut out when I make mistakes because I find it funny. Um, I'm not in charge. You're the entrepreneur here. <laughs> I am certainly not. Um, absolutism is the political doctrine where there is unlimited centralized authority and absolute sovereignty is vested in a monarch or a dictator. It's funny. Like Donald how, Trump? Yeah, I was going to say, it's funny how thin the line between those two words can be monarch and dictator. So, uh, yes. I mean, we don't have a monarch, but I think he fancies himself one. <laughs> I absolutely guarantee he does. I, I bet he wish he does. I wish he was. Uh, I don't. I think that sounded like I said I wish he was. I bet he wishes he was. You wish that Donald Trump was our Lord and Savior King of United States of America? Is that what I you mean, said, Heather? I mean, if anybody, so that's what I, heard. I was going to say, a lot of people have already listened to this podcast and know damn well <laughs> that that's not the case. I'm going to say, oh, the lady doth protest too much. <laughs> Do the curtain. She's a closet trumper. Uh, Just kidding. That's a horrible rumor to spread. I was going to say, yeah, please don't. Pa- no, let's not spread that. Uh, do you want my, like, I've got like five people who listen consistently and it'll go down to zero if you spread that rumor. Um, okay, I'll be quiet. We won't mention his name anymore. Yeah, well, that's not true because I'm pretty sure I allude to him at least three more times. Uh, despite okay. absolutism, bureaucracy thrived and secular vow- values began to replace the God and moral obligations of the past. So good on that because me and you couldn't survive. In yeah, that. You. Uh, a strong oh, emphasis. We'd be burned as witches, for sure. Oh, for sure. Um, a strong em- actually in Europe, it was less. I'm pretty sure in continental Europe, at least, it, you were less likely to be burned at the stake for being witch as you were to be like hung. But like you weren't like hung hung. You were like garroted. Were you hanged or were you hung? Did I use the wrong word? <laughs> <laughs> so you were hanged, but you were less likely to be hanged and more likely to be garroted. So like they were just if you're like, hung, then, you know then call me um (laughs) 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 i'm italian guys just so you know you you at the top of the episode you said you weren't i well i'm lying on one time so (laughs) figure out which one Um, (laughs) a strong emphasis was placed on diplomacy and um the first permanent embassies were actually created during this time which is pretty cool um we're going to quickly sort of jump to um to the climate of spain since that's the one who uh funded topher's expedition um the iberian peninsula which is where spain and portugal are located that's the little doodad at the end of europe um it's home (laughs) this was a central location of the battle against the moors so do you know anything about the moors kate i read othello so yes okay so you know Um, you know a decent bit kind you know you at least know know what they look like i was gonna say you just know what they look that's what i meant Yes, I'm aware of what they look like. Okay, so the more Mo- so the Moors, who I never learned about in any of my European history classes in high school or even in college, 
uh, but I do know about them because of Shakespeare, I might add, too, uh, <laughs> were the Muslim inhabitants of the Maghreb. I know I said that wrong. I also don't speak Arabic, everyone. Uh, the Iberian, but the what Maghreb is. Speak? We already talked about this. I speak English, bad English, and a little bit of Chinese. Poor English. Did you just correct She's gonna kill me. English? <laughs> She's gonna kill me. I'm dead. <laughs> Anyways, so they were the inhabitants of the Maghreb, the Iberian Peninsula, Sicily, and Malta. They are also roamed to pro- they rose to prominence during the Middle Ages in Europe. So again, we're doing another quick aside because we both mentioned you read Othello, but I learned about the Moors from um, one of my my all time favorite Shakespeare play, which is uh, Titus Andronicus. Uh, of course. Yeah. So that's how I learned about the Moors. Um, there's a one more character aptly named Aaron the Moor, spelled A-A-Ron, by the way. Um, <laughs> so um, I'm going to say spoiler alerts, but I really don't think any of the de- degenerates that uh, listen to my podcast read Shakespeare or at least are going to take the time to it. So we're going to move or read. Here. So um, you'd probably like him. Uh, Aaron's actually my absolute favorite character in the whole play. Uh, he is a servant of the Queen of Gaul who eventually marries the Roman Empire. Uh, I mean, Emperor. Aaron was Aaron and the Queen were, of course, like, you know, Bonin. Um, and they aren't very good at like hiding it from anyone um, other than the emperor. The emperor is the only one who just like conveniently can't, it never sees it. Um, the queen gets pregnant, has the baby and oh man, it looks like Aaron. Now you got Gaul, Uh Gaul, which is like, you know, white. And then you've got Rome, which is also white. And then you've got Amor who is not white. Um, so So what is he? Uh, he's black if you guys can't figure it out um, <laughs> that's what the moors were uh anyways um the nurse brings it to aaron after she has she she gives birth saying like oh we've got to kill it and her two so- aaron and the queen's other two sons from her first husband who was the king of gaul um they want to kill it um and he says something, they say something about how they've been undone, you know, like everything's been messed up. It's ever undone. You have undone us. And Aaron utters like the best line Shakespeare has ever written in what my opinion, any, any play of all time, which is just simply villain. I have done thy mother, <laughs> which I still love it. <laughs> it's great. That is there's pretty like, fantastic. There's a movie adaptation of the play where it's got like Anthony Hopkins and it's like one of his best works, but in the movie it is 10 times funnier because it's like a mix between like Rome and modern time. And it's just hilarious. It kills me every time. I love it. It's my favorite line. I love it. Of all time. Anyways. So that went off the rails pretty quick. (laughs) Um, The more rails here. There's true. Uh, The Moors actually control part of the Iberian peninsula from seven, uh, 11, to 1492 so around the time he sailed until around the time he sailed the ocean blue uh they no longer were in the iberian peninsula uh when the moors were ocean azul Mm, okay i'm gonna assume that's spanish for the ocean blue um did i get it right did i get it right muy bien yay anyways um, when the Moors captured the Iberian Peninsula in 711, they renamed it Al-Andalus. Uh, over time, the, um, 
Over the time, the state weakened and Christian rulers who resented the Moors began to take control. These Christian groups uh, would ultimately challenge the Moor rule in, 19, in 1492, and Ferdinand II and Isabel I won the Granada War, eventually expelling the Moors from Spain. So, yeah, poor guys. Yeah. Now, I know you're thinking, Heather, Topher, Topher was sailing the ocean blue in 1492. Um, that is what I was thinking. How did you know? <laughs> and you are correct, but I wanted to give you more of an idea of what was going on in the world that he lived in, because it kind of, I mean, it doesn't excuse what he does, but it kind of explains it a little bit. Mm, she's defending Christopher Columbus. That is not what I'm doing. <laughs> Because I'm going to get more hostile towards him. We're only on slide four. Okay. It's Ooh, ready, get... set, go. <laughs> All right. Now, let's talk about Queen Isabella, who uh, was the first queen of Spain and her husband was Ferdinand II. I'm not a huge fan of her as a whole because she passed many policies which required the forced conversions of Jews and Muslims in Spain, which if you remember from episode three, uh, at this point, the Jews just needed a break and uh, they didn't get it in Spain. Uh, she banished those who didn't convert from Spain, which is a trend throughout European history from this point forward. But we're, but I'm not going to touch that. Nope, 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 nope. This is not going to turn into a rant. <laughs> not this part. You no. got this, girl. No, I want to, though. Keep in mind. Uh, one day I'm just going to talk about it. No, we're not going to do an episode on that. I might scream too loud. <laughs> All right, moving the fuck along. After Granada, Topher got Isabel's ear, Isabella, I'm sorry, Isabella's ear, and she agreed to sponsor his trip to the Indies. Uh, now let's be clear. Let's be clear. It is one giant misconception uh, that, um, the, that they thought the world was flat back then. Nobody, as far back as ancient Greece, they theorized that the world was round. Uh, no yeah, one thought like, no one thought Topher was sailing off the edge of the world and the flat earthers out there um, the like round earth is not a new concept but but don't at me with your prism theories flat earthers I don't want to hear it I don't need that kind of headache have you seen the flat earth prism theory I haven't seen the prism theory um, I just kind of start to feel nauseated every time I hear anything about flat earth Mm -hmm. I think this is the second time I've kind of made a comment about flat earthers. And I feel like I'm going to get a lot of like if I were famous, I'd get a lot of hate. But uh, luckily, I mean, I feel like me. if somebody thinks the earth is flat, they're not allowed to send hate mail or be like a lot. Maybe so. maybe they have sent it. But like since the earth is flat, they send it via carrier pigeon because eventually <laughs> it's going to get to me. Right. Um, Unless it flies off the edge. Can it do that? I don't know how flat earths work. I don't know either. We're going to move on because let's I don't need that kind of headache and neither do you. <laughs> so let's swing back to Topher. Now that we know uh, the world that he's living in at the ripe age of 40 ish uh, as they sailed in August and he was born sometime before October 31st. So he could have been 40. He could have been 39. It was probably his birthday. You know, that would have been a great. Uh, he set sail. Good for him. Uh, every American who has been brainwashed by our public school system knows the story. He set sail with three boats, the Nina, the Pinta, the Santa Maria, yada, yada, yada. Santa Maria was the largest, so naturally that was the ship that Topher was on. Uh, he made landfall, and it isn't un 
under debate the fact that his ship got shipwrecked. That's how he made landfall. He shipwrecked. He fucked up. Doesn't he always? He did not stick the landing. Um, he <laughs> fucked up. Um, the lovely uh, Lucayan people, the natives who occupied that area, he crashed in, actually helped him out. You know, and he paid them. Well, they'd live to regret that. Yes. The Lucayans were a bunch, uh, were a branch of the Tanios who originally inhabited the Bahamas. I think I actually did okay at pronouncing those, but if somebody wants to correct me, by all means. Oh, you pronounced um, Bahamas correctly. That's not what I'm talking about. Every every American <laughs> who has a grandmother in Florida knows how to say Bahamas, okay? <laughs> all right. According to Topher's journals, the original he originally met the Lucayans uh, with warmth and even interpreted that they may they they thought he may have come from the sky. Um you don't yeah, I often think that from, yeah, yeah. If somebody hits my car, I'm like, did you come from the sky? Are you like are God? Um, <laughs> did you come from the sky? Um anyway. <laughs> shortly after that entry that he writes saying that they thought he came from the sky and he was all nice, he writes with 50 men, they can be subjugated and made to do what is required of them. Oh, Chris, come on. What an asshole, Topher. What an asshole. <laughs> now we're going to get into why I call him an asshole. If that wasn't a good lead in, I segued into that pretty nice, right? <laughs> um, if this was a PowerPoint, I would fade into the next slide. You know, the bad dissolves animation that <gasps> we used to favorite. use. That's my favorite. That's the one you used and you thought you were super fancy when you did it. <laughs> um, it basically like symbolizes my life. So. Yeah, <laughs> it just dissolves into the ether. Uh, yes. If only, if only. Uh, one of the first things Topher noticed about these nice people who helped him with his shipwreck was that they were wearing gold nose rings. The first visit didn't last wrong, long. In fact, he only just kidnapped 25 Lucayan peoples and bounced. Just later oh, dated. It? Yeah, off to Spain. Oh, and by the way, only seven of those Lucayans actually survived the trip. So this guy sounds cool. I'm not good at math, but the numbers aren't good. Uh, I'm pretty no, sure. I feel that's, like that's like that's like a, a big old percentage. Yeah, that's a that's bad. So, other than finding these natives in the land that certainly was not India, uh, Columbus really didn't have much of a present for Isabella to when he got back. Like you don't go to the to the um, to the queen and not have a gift it's like going to your parents house without flowers or a casserole or like cookies you don't do it oh shit whoops you're a shitty daughter well next time i see my parents i will make sure to bring them seven slaves i mean you could just make a casserole that might be more simple <laughs> but i'm not going for simple <laughs> going for extravagance <laughs> um so guess you may or may not be shocked to know that Topher uh, could spin a yarn, so to say. He was good at making shit up on the fly. I mean, so am I, but I'm not an asshole. Um, and he fucking <laughs> convinced Isabella that the new world was covered in gold. Just covered in it. You kick up some dirt, there's some gold. Um, he must have been very convincing because she gave him 17 ships and 1,500 men. And a shit ton of weapons to go back. You know, if the gold's just laying there, I don't know why you need 1,500 men's and a shit ton of weapons. Yeah. 
maybe she kind of like that if it didn't want it. Maybe she didn't. Uh, she kind of knew he was full of shit, but she was just like, in case you need to subjugate, subjugate some people. Um, yeah. Off he went back to the poor Lucayans. When he arrived, he presented what he thought was a reason was reasonable demands. Now, correct me, correct him if he's wrong. Uh, spoiler alert: he's wrong. Uh, give them food and gold, <laughs> and allow them to rape their women. No big deal, right? That's just it. I mean, it sounds reasonable to me. I mean, I mean, in the 1400s, and if you're a white man, it sounds reasonable. But if you're a person with common sense and actual human decency, it's a, there's it's problematic. Oh, never heard of it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you have much decency there. <laughs> nope. Anyway, naturally, the Lucayans said fuck no, and Topher responded by having uh, his men cut the ears and noses off as a warning to others. So, he, huh, I didn't know that was an option. I, I mean, why else do you have 1,500 men and a shit ton of weapons? But to Good cut point. off some noses. That should have been an explorer. Mm. In the 1400s, I don't think you would have fared too well. Even I mean, maybe if you were like... Oh, that's a good point. A man. But I also then, fear I'm taking the wrong side. But anyway. Uh, I, mean, I mean, I don't know if you've listened to the episode about pillaging Egypt. We had a person who was pro-looting tombs uh, as our captive audience member. Carrie is pro-looting. So... Uh, <laughs> You I'm can't not, not pro-looting. Yeah, I was gonna say she just wants she likes shiny things. I think that's the reason why you and her are both kind of pro-looting. <laughs> um, Gold. So naturally the Lucayans were not okay with all of the, any of this bullshit and they rebelled, you know, as one does. But against Hofer's heavily armed armed Spanish brute force, they really didn't stand much of a chance. They like, you know, it's arrows and sticks against swords. It's not good. like brah stop cutting off our ears yeah like i can't hear what you're asking me to do for you <laughs> i wonder why uh they were quickly slaughtered and even some accounts of the defeated warriors were being fed alive to hunting dogs which is dude poor fido bad diet for the hunting dogs yeah like seriously i i, I don't know like gross Topher defeated the Lucayans in the Bahamas, but he still only had a handful of gold jewelry taken from the people, and he promised Isabella a shit ton of riches. Uh, she didn't give him 17 fucking ships for some earrings, right? <laughs> Women. <laughs> Always about that jewelry. Diamonds. Stamp rods. Diamonds. Topher responded by gathering up 500 Lucayan people women and children included, and chained them below the decks to return to Spain as slaves. Only 300 survived the, foot the voyage. So uh, their odds were a bit better the second time around, but still like not, not a... If, if this were a test, it's still not a passing grade. Or at least not getting you on Dean's list. I don't know. Numbers. <laughs> I'm not good at numbers. Um, another 500 were enslaved in the new world. So they left some people to enslave people where the, you know, they were originally. So the Lucayans were like, oh, just like chilling yeah, the Lucayans were like chilling at home. All of a sudden these dudes just show up speaking a weird language. And then they're like, Hey, guess what? I own you now. Sounds familiar hmm. to like, mm, what? Anyways. Like huh. Imperialism is grand, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> I, I, fuck imperialism. I think I say that at least like once or twice every episode. 
Many fled to the mountains as a way to escape. Topher took to hunting these men and women down as sport and killing them afterwards. Again, accounts say they fed them to dogs. So these dogs are basically eating human meat or nothing at all, I have a feeling. Because how else are you going to get them to eat living humans? Oh, this is not science diet. No, this I, is I not good. I don't think that dogs are meant to eat people. I also don't think it's like keto friendly either, but I don't know if they're watching their figure. I don't know. I feel like actually isn't human meat like pretty low carb? I don't know. I, I missed that part of the Dahmer episode. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's been a long time since I've eaten people. Yeah. So. yeah. I don't know. I've, I've heard that if you boil the heads, it brings out all the flavor. I don't know where you heard that, but that's horrifying. Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> so uh, they had slaves, but no fucking gold. None. This led to a system where the Lucayans were told to bring gold to receive some sort of marker that they would wear around them ne- their necks, excusing them from bringing gold for the next few months, days, whatever. It was arbitrary. Um, but if you have no, you have no gold, you say, uh, well, then we're going to chop off your hands and make you wear that. So, you know, no gold. Uh, again, no very reasonable. I'm, I'm on the wrong side again, aren't I? Yes. You want to you want to <laughs> shimmy over to human decency side for just a second? <laughs> I mean, just bad, you, you, bad. You, you, no putting hands around people's necks. I mean, it's pretty metal, but that's about it. Um, we should also mention that he did not just support the mutilation of the natives. Uh, Topher also dabbled in child sex slavery. That uh, is my least favorite kind of slavery. Yeah. L- there shouldn't be a category on that for Pornhub. I'm just saying. Uh, oh, God. But I'm pre- there might be. I don't know. Pornhub's a dark place sometimes. Shh. He. I don't want to uh, think about it. So he wrote in his journals the following line. A hundred Cassianos, which is uh, like a form of currency, are as easily obtained for a woman as for a farm. And it is very general that there and there are plenty of dealers who are looking for girls. Those who are nine to ten are are no are in high demand. Bro, I don't like it. Number one, I felt dirty writing and reading that. Uh, child sex. So he child sex slaves, everyone. Everybody. Yay. So everyone went wild about entrepreneur. Yeah. So everybody goes wild about Pizzagate and that Wayfair thing on social media, but we're still wishing everyone a happy Columbus Day. Yeah, I don't like it. Uh, I digress. Anywho, moving along. I feel really dirty after reading that. <laughs> it's All my right. only my only off-limits thing. <laughs> That's where you draw the line. Okay, at least you That's draw, draw the line. At least draw Sex slaves are okay, but children children sex slaves no. All right. <laughs> we're going to move to Topher's <laughs> late life and death cuz I feel really icky right now. So we're going to move on to when Oh, he- yeah, let's talk about him dying. Yes. Uh, first, it should be mentioned that throughout Topher's life, he claimed the reason he went and continued to go to the New World was to convert non-believers, not gold. We mm, all believe uh-huh. that, right? Uh, yeah. Mm. He was just helping them. Either way, Topher uh, became very religious in his late life. He even wrote a book titled The Book of Privileges. And I'm just and just off the bat, I'm going to I'm I want to guess it is about white privilege, but 
we're gonna take a look are you ready yes <laughs> but judging by my face neither of us are gonna like this <laughs> uh, i'm scared the book was right before the fourth voyage that topher took to the new world and the book defends the titles and finances of the columbus family and then pivots to an apocalyptic book of prophecies real casual you know super cash huh that um those don't go together like at all <sighs> topher took to calling himself as the christ bearer like i said super cash uh <laughs> i mean <laughs> i'm the christ bearer <laughs> the first book or, good. or compilation depending on which source you read uh seems to have no link to the second book which historians see as a good display of Topher's state of mind uh that and how it was starting to deteriorate so oh starting okay starting. Yeah. yeah he it, go, it deteriorates later in his life now mind you like he did the voyage when he was 40 so this is probably when he's i don't know 60 so he started losing his marble is at 60 i got i got a grandmother who's in her 80s and she still got all her faculties so i don't get it um and he's he, italian true true they don't build them like they used to i guess um nope. the pu history of a bridge version of this book since i am unwilling to pay 70 dollars for it uh, it's 70 dollars on amazon who spends 70 dollars to listen to read what topher has to say um historians um and the only so and the only other sources that i could find online were scanned pages of the spanish document so we're going to get an abridged version that may or may not be accurate. It might be off by a little bit, but I don't know Spanish. Uh, the book explains how Topher thinks his family is owed many things, such as his heirs being heirs to the Spanish crown. Uh, oh. not, not just because of the gold he <coughs> murdered for, <coughs> uh, but also because he made a great conquest for Christianiz Christianization in the new lands and brought them under Spanish dominion and all that bullshit which so therefore he should get the crown uh makes perfect sense sense right I would vote for him for sure you don't vote for a king oh well um I mean okay so like my most important like topic mm -hmm. is actually like how much Christianization somebody does through murder so, and, rape and pillaging right yeah it's obviously. like the best kind. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, my initial assessment of the book was obvious. It wasn't too far off, right? Like, it's definitely some some whitey privilege right there. <laughs> uh, let's see. As I said, Topher was on his first, first voyage after writing these books. In fact, he had them notarized with judges present in his home in Seville just before he departed. So, like, he got it notarized and then went, boy, boy, see you later. And ran off. Ciao, Bella. Uh, <laughs> I'm guessing that's what he actually said. I maybe. I mean, I don't think the judge would have been particularly pretty, but maybe the powder <laughs> okay, was, sure. was set just right. Who knows? Do do they? Oh, yeah, like, you're a little old for me. <laughs> um, I don't know. Mm, I, I don't know. They're Italian. In my mm. head, Italians just have like olive oil in their hair. I'm pretty sure I'm not being might, racist. I, it's a little bit of racism there. Anywho, real life. Many of the royals and sovereigns had lost confidence in, to confidence in Topher. Imagine that. 
Uh, some I sources I read, some sources of the, that I read even said that they pitied him and that's why they funded this voyage. So nothing's better than a pity voyage. It's like a pity fuck, I guess. I, I don't know. I want to use my words so bad. <laughs> He's not very smart. There you go. <laughs> I didn't say it. I didn't say it. Very good. Very good. Uh, surprisingly enough, Topher wasn't popular in Hispaniola either. And uh, there was considerable hostility towards the idea of him returning. By the way, Hispaniola is the area that uh, Spain conquered in the New World. So, like, yes, all, you, you know, all that areas and shit. Um, this meant he could. This meant he could try. Oh, I'm sorry. So much, so much so that Ferdinand and Isabella forbade him from going. Like they said, "Bro, just stay in Spain. Nobody wants you there." This meant he could travel, but not to Hispaniola. Uh, uh, this has been for quite some time, like ever since his voyage. Um, so since the voyage before, he wasn't back, like he didn't go to Hispaniola, but India, uh, which he was meeting. He said he was going to India, where he was meeting v Vasco da Gama. Uh, we might do something about Vasco da Gama eventually. Um, and was told to be on his best behavior by the king and queen, which many historians see as a sign of wavering trust in Topher. Like, literally, they were like, here, go meet this guy, but don't embarrass us. Yeah, they're like, please don't, like, cut off hands and don't fuck any kids on your way. Please, for the love of God. Uh, Ferdinand and Isabella were right to not trust him because while making record time, Topher left Grand Carnina uh, on the evening of the 25th reached Martinique on the, on this is May 25th, sorry, reached Martinique on June 25th. And by June 29th was demanding ent entrance to Santo Domingo in Hispaniola. So he made record time. Wow. And it was his birthday. <laughs> every, every day is his birthday before every October, day is his birthday before his, before October, he was refused by Avando, who was the governor at the time, who also really didn't like him. There were some like that sounds sexy. Avando. Hello, Avando. Avando. Uh, he's Spanish though, so I don't know if we're using the right so, accent. So I felt like oh, we were using uh, our, I feel like we were using our Italian accent, and I don't know how to do a Spanish. I accent. got I got Mario all up in my head right now. Okay. Okay. Avando. Okay, that sounds right. Yeah, okay. the roll of the tongue thing. Yeah, maybe. All right. Ay, ay, ay. Again, not racist, just real life. After being denied entry, Topher spent July through September of 1502 exploring the coast of Jamaica, Cuba, Honduras, and the Mosquito Coast of Nicaragua, which is, I'm assuming, is the west coast of Nicaragua. I've always wanted to go somewhere called the Mosquito Coast. I mean, I like my blood inside my body. So, Mosquito I don't coast. like your blood inside your body. All right, psycho, calm it down a bit. That was a threat. <laughs> That's just calm down here. I'm the I'm the ir irrational, violent one here, not you. In October, he sailed to oh god, Chiriquí Lagoon in Panama. We're gonna. I I'm sorry <laughs> to all those who speak Spanish. <laughs> I'm sorry right? to everybody, <laughs> to everyone. Uh, which was in Panama. There's no canal yet. Uh. All while looking for gold, because that's he's got one focus. It's always gold for some. Apparently, he's also bringing Christ, but uh, for some reason, always came back with gold. 
And I think one could argue that that Christ is much more valuable than gold, wouldn't you say? Please stop mm. looking at me like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm gonna move on. In 1503, I just made her speechless. <laughs> In 1503, Topher tried to set up a trading post in, at Santa Maria de Belen on the bank of the Belen River near his son's command. But native re resistance and poor conditions of the ships made him abandon his venture and head back to Hispaniola. Imagine that natives Aww. were resistant. Who'd have thunk it? They're like, oh my gosh, you rape us so much. We don't like this anymore. They're such whiners. <laughs> On their way back, they got beached on the coast of Jamaica in June 1503. They were castaways. Now, I'm assuming there was no Wilson, but maybe a Felipe. There could have been. Maybe it was Felipe. Felipe. But also, being abandoned, like, it, I mean, maybe Jamaica is not the way it is now, but being abandoned in Jamaica. Oh, I 100% picture Christopher Columbus smoking a spliff. <laughs> Yeah, he's a song dude. He'd be doing it like an asshole though. Like he would do it and be like, oh man, I'm so high, but he didn't like inhale. <laughs> <laughs> he'd be like, where are the 10 year olds? <laughs> so high, I could fuck a 10 year old. Why is everyone looking at me like that? <laughs> it's a little older than I usually go for, but <laughs> all right. I like a mature woman. In his old age, he likes him a bit more mature. <laughs> Eventually, two captains from a fleet uh, got on a canoe uh, from his fleet, got on a canoe and managed to make it 45 miles into op open sea, uh, the open sea of Hispaniola, where Avando, that sexy man, I guess, might, uh, he might actually hate Topher as much as I do which is saying something because there's a there's a passion of a lot of knowledge in here that that hates him nice Ooh, eventually fiery latin passion he eventually and I, a strong emphasis on the word eventually uh sent some help to jamaica in, in june of 1504 so he spent a whole year stranded on jamaica so it's just not fair, though, that of all the places for him to get stranded, it was Jamaica. Well, maybe like, Jamaica, like, but you're, you got to remember, this isn't like some, some industrious sort of young man. This is like an old, stale, crusty okay, dude who's like, who uses soldiers to kill people. You know, it's not like he's the one chopping the hands point. off. He's the one ordering people to do it. So he's just like, you know, it's like, it's like, I don't know a principal at a school like he's not actually doing anything he's just saying a lot of shit um that might have been I, I was gonna say i've never been involved in education i might be wrong <laughs> this is an interesting analogy i was gonna say this is the furthest this is the closest to education that i've ever been so fun story though while stranded topher predicted an eclipse using his astronomical tables which frightened the locals and uh earned him some food so uh he's a witch He's a witch. Uh, burn her. Okay, we're not gonna. We're not gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna make it one whole episode without making a Monty Python reference. Gonna do. Turn it. me into a newt. God damn it. It got better. I got better. Uh, all right. It was by far the most disappointing voyage to date. He missed discovering the Pacific through Panama, and he did not make any contact with the Mayans. 
both things were near him during his entire voyage. Like, you know, it's like, oh, if you had taken a right at that palm tree, you would have me- you would have seen this <laughs> giant Mayan temple. But hey, <laughs> which might be better off might be. Well, it's not better off. They have eventually the conquistadors find them, but <laughs> they were fucked either way. They were fucked either way. Uh, Topher literally came- and figuratively. Mm. Topher came back to Spain on November 7th, 1504 and found Queen Isabella was dying. Uh, So his biggest his biggest cheerleader was dying, which sucks for him. Uh, Despite this obviously being a failed voyage, Topher claimed to anyone that would hear it that he found the true Indies and Cathay, which I don't know what Cathay is like. I think it's I think it's China. I think it's their word for China. Um, Somebody tell me. I don't know. I've, I didn't know what it I was. And I, I feel like I looked it up when I wrote it down and then just proceeded to not put it in my notes, which is classic, Heather. That's <laughs> good move, man. Uh, but it should be noted that he did not at all. <laughs> like, nope. Bad lying. No. God, he's a lying sack of shit. Yes. Yes, indeed. The story then goes that after returning from his failed voyage Topher spent the next two years wholly in illness and poverty and oblivion however it makes me really sad totally I'm I'm all broken up about it I'm smiling from (laughs) ear to ear Uh, (laughs) however this isn't as his son Diego this isn't how it was going to go because Diego was a well-established in court and Topher was a fucking admiral who raped and pillaged a substantial amount of gold in the late 1400s so unless he uh, bet it all on the ponies and lost, he's fine. He's fine. He's living in fucking comfort. He's living better than any of us are. And Asshole. Fucker. Uh, it seems Topher's health had been suffering since he was 41. So like shortly after his first one, uh, they believe he got gout. <laughs> so <laughs> the, It's like the lazy Sucker. disease, man. <laughs> he ate too many oh, things. Oh, it's supposed to hurt like a lot. Yeah, but okay, so we're doing an aside here that's not even in the script at all. But I heard, but there's like this, uh, this thing that went around during the Middle Ages that it was supposed to like seriously make a man's orgasm 10 times better if you had gout. So some people in the Middle Ages literally went out of their way to get gout. <sighs> I Why should... have men always been so stupid? <laughs> I don't know. I really don't. <laughs> so... Yeah, I, know I could die from this and all, but like my penis is gonna rock. That felt amazing, but now I can't move. <laughs> Which is nothing. Oh, it's the so good. Anyway, proceed. Uh, the years that followed, he would get fits of influenza and other fevers, and he would even bleed from his eyes, which would cause temporary blindness. I feel okay, like I'm not it- a doctor, but I'm That's- pretty sure that that's bad. I mean, I'm not I'm not sort of any sort of spiritualist, but I'm hoping that was the result of somebody cursing that motherfucker. Just saying. I sure hope so. Uh, This would obviously eventually lead to him becoming bedridden and dying. Damn. As happens when your eyeballs bleed. Yes, that's a thing. Uh, With the advent of science, modern doctors actually suspect that Topher suffered from reactive arthritis rather than gout which is caused by joint inflammation caused by intestinal bacteria infections or certain STDs, most likely chlamydia or gonorrhea. That is a dirty ass dick. 
um, many doctor, doctors speculate uh, that he acquired reactive arthritis from food poisoning due to poor sanitation and improper food preparation. But I'd like to believe he got the clapper, clap and suffered for it. <laughs> I'd like to believe it. It was so dirty that it killed him. I'd love to believe that. And that's like, I, you know what? PU history textbook says he got the clap and died. I don't need sources. This is just what I'm saying. That's a story. We're sticking to it. Yep. 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 Anywho, Christopher Columbus died in Valladolid, 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 someplace in Spain. <laughs> I'm, I'm devolving oh. as we go. Oh, Valladolid, Valladolid. We're going to go with that um, sure. in Spain on May 20th, 1506. Where his remains are located is quite a story as well. He was first hold buried. On, hold on, hold on, huh? He died on his birthday? <laughs> you know, that sucks. <laughs> he died on his birthday. There's nothing worse. I bet he contracted oh, the clap on his birthday, too. Oh, but he did. <laughs> All right. So his his remains are also where they're located is kind of a story, too. He was first buried where he died in the city where he died. And then he was moved to a monastery in Seville. It is believed he may have been exhumed in 1513 and taken to the Cathedral of Seville, which I guess is that's different than a monastery, by the way. I'm, I imagine. I don't know the difference. Um, in 1536, both Topher and his son Diego's remains were taken to a cathedral in Santo Domingo, which is now the Dominican Republic, by the way. Uh, there are accounts that say that the, that when France took Hispaniola in 1793, Topher's remains were then taken to Havana, Cuba. And when Cuba became independent in 1898, they were taken back to Seville, Spain. Wait, What? Yeah, he's he's globe trotting even in death. It's kind of fucking wow. We're all stuck that in our homes. Like nobody wants went everywhere. Yeah, we're all stuck in our homes. But this I've been goes everywhere, everywhere, man. Righto. Just that was just good. yeah, beautiful. It's beautiful. Um, Thanks. It gets a little bit more juicy in modern times, though. In 2003, DNA was taken from the the remains that were brought back to Seville against the DNA of Topher's brother's son, Fernando. They didn't say that again. Topher's, Topher's brother's, brother's son? son named Fernando. You know, okay. Like, isn't, got it. isn't there an ABBA song about him? I don't know if it's about him specifically. Oh, yeah. Do you want me to sing it? I mean, if you want them all to turn this off, you can. <laughs> okay, guys, stay tuned afterwards. I'm going to sing a whole song. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, they didn't seem to be related at first, but this was like the infancy of DNA testing. Like, I, I mean, everybody here oh, who listens to me probably listens to like watches forensic files. This is 2003. So, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so eventually they found the mitochondrial DNA was similar, which led them to conclude that the remains were in fact Columbus. But for a little while, they were like, oh, no, Columbus's uh, bones are li- missing. And if, he- if 2003 Heather had known about it, with the knowledge of 2020 Heather, uh, it pro- she probably would have been like, damn, that sucks, I guess. <laughs> oh, but, man. But, also, but can- the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the, the cell, just so you know. And that's all you learn from science class, isn't it? That's all I learned in general. Fair. Um, <laughs> there is also a lead box in Santo D- Domingo, uh, that is believed to be Topher's remains. However, 
uh, the Dominican Republic will not allow these remains to be exhumed. So no tests can be done. So they're like just saying it's Christopher Columbus, but it's there's no proof, you know. Okay, okay. So so I can throw a chicken bone out there, say that's a Magellan. And but no, you can't test it. <laughs> Christopher Columbus lives in all of us. I mean, that might be partially true for some people, which is unfortunate. If I was a 10 year old. But he's not Genghis Khan, so you don't need to worry. Uh well, <laughs> anyway, I think I would need to worry, actually. <laughs> All right. So now we're going to take a little side mission and let's talk about Columbus Day. Yay. Yay my the favorite day, holiday. The day this was supposed to be released. Um, but due to technical difficulties, it's probably this is probably getting released Saturday because. It's OK. I, Every I, day before October 31st is Columbus Day. Yeah, it's his birthday. It's his birthday. <laughs> um. So Columbus Day was created in the 1930s when some dudes from a male-only Catholic organization known as the Knights of Columbus wanted a Catholic male role model for kids to look up to. Apparently, it sounds like a gay porno. Apparently, this had enough clout though to pressure Roosevelt to make it a holiday. So, like, apparently they come had on, enough Rosie. that, like, I mean, the man had polio for fuck's sake. Like, come on, <laughs> he wasn't doing too great. Wait, is this the right? Am like, I, I think, don't know. Just, am I thinking of the wrong? I don't know. I was confused. The Roosevelt's. I didn't write down whether it was FDR or Teddy. It might have been Teddy. I don't know. Whatever. Did My we both have polio. No. Please Teddy, continue. Teddy did not. Me. Teddy did not. I would do an episode about um, like Teddy Roosevelt because he was kind of a fucker, but uh, also he did some good things. Not like not towards people but towards like land conservation so it's like oh. I'd be like I'd be calling him a fucker on one end and then praising him on the other it'd be too many mixed messages so I don't like to do the ones with mixed messages <laughs> oh but I like that um I believe one of the best things I've read during the research was actually from that uh oatmeal infographic I used where he wrote Columbus Day is not an American tradition it's a recent mistake yeah. Uh, then he goes to talk about the man we're going to be doing the Minnesota episode at, that we're recording right after this. So I hope you don't have any plans. I don't. I sent the kids home. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you sent oh, God them, is right. You sent them out into the wild. <laughs> I thought I heard sirens. <laughs> so now we're going to recap. <laughs> it's time for a recap because we're almost at the end. Do uh, it. I wish we had yeah. Italian music. Is that a like like you know that song that they play when you walk into like yeah I don't know like I feel like they played that in like anytime somebody walked into a pizza parlor maybe yeah I feel I don't feel Godfather maybe song yeah I don't think I can get the rights to the Godfather theme song so we're probably not going to put anything music in here because also still not entirely sure how to put music behind here and not blast it over us. I'm a baby when it comes to uh, figuring out this shit. Give me some time here, people. Um, so recap. No one thought that the world was flat when Topher made his voyage. That is right at the top there. Uh, Queen Isabella. we've made progress. Yeah. This whole society. <laughs> Queen Isabella, Topher, and everyone else just wanted gold. That's it. Not to spread Christianity uh, or to explore some shit. They just wanted gold, and Topher did horrible things to get the gold. Uh, some people, not people who listen to this show, 
Hey. Um, <laughs> but maybe some that are of the red hat, white letter uh, wearing persuasion may say if it weren't for the riches Columbus obtained overlooking the brutality in which he obtained it, of course, people would never have had the money to continue exploring North America, which is 100 percent wrong. Uh, you need to remember that most of the settlers in the new world were fleeing the old world for one reason or another. They would have had to leave Europe some somehow anyways. And uh, most of them were indentured servants when they arrived in order to pay for the trip. So none of them riches that he got from here were the reason that they showed up. Uh, yeah, the five necklaces. <laughs> all those, those nose rings, which have like some serious boogers on them. Um, <laughs> to that point, all the gold that Topher brought over resulted in a freeze of the economy in the Gold Coast of Africa which is the Gulf Coast is, uh, of Guinea in uh, West Africa, by the way. Um, this led to the rise of, the, of African slaves as, there, as this was now the only quote-unquote commodity they had left in the region. Uh, this, has oh. led, this has led Topher to be cited, and rightfully so by some historians, as the father of the transatlantic slave trade. So just when you thought he couldn't get worse... He got worse. Oh, he's welcome. my hero. You're welcome. Uh, throughout my research, I went through a lot of articles that argue, should Christopher Columbus be judged by, judged by modern times of what he did at a different time? And it is, is the position and thusly the position of this podcast. It is my position and the, thusly the position of this podcast because I'm the grand ruler of this podcast. Uh, <laughs> The grand poobah, if you will. Uh, he he absolutely fucking should be judged for what he did. Uh, he was a piece of shit in history. And although what he did at the time may not have been a crime, it is still fucking deplorable. Uh, like, fuck. Um, yeah, I don't think there was a time when, when child sex slaves were okay, ever. Apparently, if they're not white, like, like the dude who's enslaving them, it's okay. Oh, I forgot. That's a minor detail. I forgot. Sorry. Yes. So uh, that's all I've got on Christopher Columbus. What do you think, Kate? <laughs> I think he's a shitbag, honestly. Yeah. Did you learn any of this? Like, try to go back to high school for just a second. Did you learn any of it? Or even elementary oh. school? Well, yes. Yeah. I did learn about the pinata and the Santa... It's funny because you know what I learned in, in school was definitely such a watered down version of who it's he really e was. It's not even like watered down. It was literally like here's a taste. We're not going to tell you anything else because it's awful. <laughs> well, it was basically like he discovered America, which which he didn't. He did not. He did so. not. It was uh, what is what was his name? Nikolai Amerigus or something like that. I don't know. Some some Amerigo Vespucci, maybe? maybe, maybe. Yeah, I think it's Amerigo Vespucci. Uh, your history major, man. Yeah, but I don't do like this is the extent of American history that I got here, guys. Uh, I okay, have to do okay. some serious Fair research enough. to do anything more, which I'm gonna have to dive into America because America's got a lot of fucked up history and it's fairly recent, so there's a lot of source material. America is actually fucked up like currently so yeah it's got a fucked up present history past present future it's great yeah. um anywho oops, i went too far so we're gonna close this out so that's all for the episode this episode of passionately ugly history 
thank you again, Kate, for dealing with my justifiable rage. <laughs> thank you for dealing with the justifiable rage and supplying us with the soundtrack there. Um, no problem. You can follow us on Instagram at pu underscore history podcast. I post memes and political cartoons related to the episodes there. We also have a Facebook group, Passionately Ugly History Podcast. Uh, is the name of the group i usually post there when the new episodes are up and if there are any delays on the episodes which uh if you were paying attention i posted one of those on sunday how many times did we try to record this episode we tried to record this three times before we gave up there was there was friday and i got stuck in traffic there was oh yes and then saturday and then sunday and then sunday and then all three didn't work and now now tuesday so uh we're day late but in we're we're just fashionably late. That's that's what that's what PU history is. It's, we're fashionably late. <laughs> it's Remember? not my fault. Totally not. It's it's I don't know. It's the King Tut family curse. <clears throat> so uh sometimes I post back to <laughs> circling back to what I was saying before I got distracted. Uh sometimes I post polls asking for what you would like me to the next few episodes to be. So you can swing by there if you wanna add that in uh we still don't have a twitter and i don't do social media too often so if you want to like reach out with questions comments concerns screams of anguish please email me at pu.historypodcast at gmail.com uh if you want to do any corrections please put correction in the subject line and include the source as a correction without a source is just an opinion and although you are entitled to your opinion i'm a history nerd and i like sources uh if you like our podcast, please tell your friends so they can be our friends because we're okay, people. Kate? I don't want friends, honestly. You don't like friends? No, I don't like friends. You don't like friends? Then what am I? A friend. Mm, so you don't like me. I get it. Okay, that's cool. I'm feeling... <laughs> oh, I'm, feeling I'm sorry. I'm channeling Christopher Columbus. Oh, God. Don't. What are you doing? Don't rape that child. Um... <laughs> Get your hands off me. <laughs> I can't. I need to touch you. Okay. <laughs> this is going bad. Um, rate and subscribe and all that fun such. Uh, and the last thing is, Kate, are you pissed that this wasn't included in every Christopher Columbus episode you had learned in school? I'm not happy about it. Yeah, not at I feel, all. I feel like this should have they should have at least been like, we can't go into this because this is public school and they don't we don't want you to them to pull our funding, but he was a jackass and just keep that in mind. Instead of just saying that he was like the best ever. Yeah, no, there's really still some people who think he is. It's fucking ridiculous. Anyways, all of y'all should be absolutely be pissed off that nobody taught anybody of this. So should fucking I need my lasagna and my little child. All right. And with that, we're signing off on this one. So bye. 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 Passionately ugly history is geared towards those with mature vocabularies. Although we are teaching you something, we are not conducting ourselves in a professional manner. This means we curse a fucking lot. So if you don't like cursing, female rage, millennial flip outs or sarcastic political and social commentary, kindly fuck off. Thanks. Bye. Hello, and welcome to Passionately Ugly History, where I, Heather, rant about the parts of history that are, frankly, fucked up to my captive audience member. Today, my captive audience member is...
Kate. Buongiorno. <laughs> Bye. Uh, <laughs> so uh, this is Kate's first episode. Woo! One of many. Yeah, I'm a virgin. That has never been said about you since you were like it. God, I don't even want to guess. Let's not Cali- talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you lived in California. I don't want to I don't want to make any assumptions here, but uh, <laughs> just wait till we get the child sex slaves. <laughs> mm, well, you just kind of gave it away. But today we're going to be talking about uh, the man that um, I cannot help but refer to as that asshole. We're talking about Christopher Columbus. Originally, this was going to be released on Columbus Day, but due to technical difficulties. Um, yeah, Heather. We're a little late, but uh, as, as Americans, we are taught the uh, romanticized version of this fucker that, in, you know, in 1492, I wrote 1942 in the script. Same thing, really. <laughs> right. In 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue, blah, 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 blah. Um, we're going to talk about how the man is fucker and a monster and why we should know that story and not just some stupid cutesy rhyme. Uh, and the sounds of his, I mean, and the names of his ships, which when you think about it, they sound really weird, don't they? I can't, what are they? Like, uh, the Nina and and Natasha, (laughs) Natasha, Nina, Pinta and Santa Maria. Oh yeah. I forgot about fifth grade. Yes. Yes. See, I don't forget about fifth grade. I have to constantly (laughs) remind a lot of people about fifth grade, uh, government class a lot. (laughs) Um, anyways, (laughs) Are you ready? Because this shit's kind this shit's kind of heavy. Anyways, uh, the name the, the our sources just to name a few is the Encyclopedia Britannica, uh, a TED mm. talk a TED talk that I found on YouTube called History versus Christopher Columbus, which actually was really good. National Geographic because I'm fancy. Oh, an awesome infographic from the Oatmeal, which I love the Oatmeal. Um, I love the Oatmeal. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put a link to it in the show notes because I'm not gonna lie, it gave me a good like outline of how I was gonna do this episode. <laughs> uh, the Washington Post, you know, Wopo, uh, History Unplugged podcast. They had a Christopher Columbus episode in 2017. I think the best part about that a podcast is their episodes are like 15 minutes long, so I don't have to invest an entire like three hours like I have in many others. And uh, nice. and wiki because I'm a fucking scholar. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Always. All right. So on to the topic discussion. Ready? Do, 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 do. Um, I've been playing a lot of video Go! games. Go. Anyways. So Christopher Columbus. Uh, when you actually Google his name, it automatically goes Christopher Columbus Explorer. Fuck that. Um, my butthole. <laughs> I think that's a category on Pornhub. Um, <laughs> uh, so Christopher or Chris or where I'm going to be referring to him as Topher throughout the rest of the, this episode because that's the douchiest name <sighs> I can think of. I want to say the word I'm not allowed to say. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I, there is one word she's not that. allowed to say. Um, only one and that's just because it's a little offensive um, more so than like anything else you say and you say a lot of offensive shit so anyways Topher <laughs> Topher was born in Genoa Italy his anglicized name is Christopher in Italian apparently it's Cristoforo Colombo um, and in Spanish it's Cristobal Colon the Spanish name uh, it, it name has like those little chicas over the o's I don't know what they're called. You are so white. I can't handle this right now. (laughs) 
It's a little chickas over the O's. I, I listen, I, I don't use, it's a second tone in Chinese pinyin. I'm just saying, but I don't know what it's called in Spanish. <laughs> oh, right. Humble brag. She speaks Chinese. <laughs> well, I mean, I think anybody who actually like listens to this episode has figured that out. I don't speak Probably. it as well as control delete, but I still speak it. Um, anyways, <laughs> uh, I have I, actually in the script, it says I have more than proven that my that Spanish is not my forte. Um, <laughs> it is not. I, I think in case you guys didn't figure that out by episode two, when I did the Panama Canal and butchered those names. Um, but now we're going to make it even worse. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I'm ready. Um, okay, he was born in 1451, and in all the sources that I found, they can't pinpoint an exact date, just sometime before October 31st, uh, which is cool. Me too. I was born before October 31st. What about you? That leaves a lot of time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, mm-hmm. so we probably have the same birthday. I mean, you're both assholes. Anyways. <laughs> you're not wrong, but I am not Italian. This is true. This is true. Um, I can cook spaghetti. Does that count? That's racist. That's yeah, that's a little racist. I'm sorry. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the fact that he, uh, the fact that he was born in Genoa is actually kind of contested. There are some modern authors who argue that he is from Aragon, which is a region of Spain or from Portugal. But is not uh, Lord of the Rings. No, it's Aragorn. And also yep, my bad. best one of the best characters. But uh, no. <laughs> Anyways, uh, by the end of this episode, um, I don't think that anybody's really going to want to claim that they're f- that he's from there, at least if they listen to this, um, because we're going to regardless, modern scholars have mostly discounted any of the writers who claim that he is not Genoese. Um, so he's from Genoa. Isn't that a kind of baloney? Yeah, Genoa salami, actually. Salami. Okay. Yes. So he's a big it's, old salami. It's like it's like really sweet salami. It's weird. I mean, I don't hate it, but it's <laughs> now it's I'm imagining that's what he tasted like. Why are you imagining what Christopher Columbus tasted like? He's a fucking why not monster. Anyways, we're gonna move the fuck along here. Uh Christopher was the son of a Genoese wool mer- worker and merchant. Uh oh god. D'Amico Colombo and Susanna. Fontana Rosa. I think I did that okay. <laughs> that was really good. I sounded like you were ordering Mexican food at a restaurant. Except uh, then I must have missed the mark because that was Italian. Well, whatever. Same thing. <laughs> I appreciate it. Anyways, fun fact. Uh, Domenico uh, owned a cheese stand which Christopher uh, worked at as a child, which is my dream. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. That does sound fantastic. It does. It sounds great. Also, I'm lactose intolerant, but it sounds like a great death. That would um, suck for people in your life. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> moving the fuck along. Uh, he had three brothers, Bartholomew, Giovanni Pellegrino, which I'm pretty sure is the name of a uh, fancy water, Pellegrino. Yep. Uh, and uh, Giacomo, as well as a sister named, oh man, Bianchetta? I'm pretty sure. It's not bruschetta. Is that a cheese? <laughs> Bianchetta? I think so. It's not bruschetta. Um, anyways. Well, it's unfortunate, no matter what it is. Yes. Anyways, Bartholomew is also noted as an explorer in some of the sources, but he is also a cartographer. Uh, the others are just kind of... Mm. Um, the others are cartographers, merchants, and all that fun stuff. 
Um, eventually, the family left Genoa, the Genoa area, to move to Savona. Uh, in 1470, to be exact, that's when they moved. Uh, before, before we totally leave Genoa, we're going to have a, a passionately ugly history brand. Uh, Heather's digressing to movie quotes again. Uh, have you seen that Heath, it. that Heath Ledger movie, Casanova? Um, probably because he's hot. Yeah, he's really good in that one, too. But uh, there's this fat lard salesman who's from Genoa. Uh, and like that's his big thing. He's from Genoa. And uh, see, he probably he bought the salami. <laughs> yeah, probably. Well, he was a large salesman. So, uh, yeah, I just couldn't get past that the entire time I was researching the beginning of his life. All I kept seeing was the large salesman. For some reason, my mom bought me that DVD for Christmas one year. I'm not so sure random. why. <laughs> I'm not sure why. I never had an interest in the movie. It's a good movie, but by far the best, one of the best parts, other than the fact that Heath Ledger is hot as fuck, um, is that <laughs> the large salesman from Genoa is just hilarious. Like I could not. I would like laughing. to know how how do I get a job as a large salesman? Because I have a lot. Well, you have get. to be in the Italian Renaissance, first and foremost um and you can't pose a problem and you can't sell your own this isn't like fight club where they use human fat to make soap we don't talk about fight club (laughs) anyways (laughs) right all right moving the fuck along uh domenico was over uh, took over a tavern in savona i'm probably saying this that's that city is wrong but uh if I keep a, thinking of Arizona. So I'm pretty sure we don't have any listeners from Italy. We might after this, and I might get like a. I'm not going to get any emails. No one emails. Ooh, me. if you get hate mail, it means you're famous. So well then, I haven't gotten any yet, which means I'm not famous, but I'm okay with it. Here's and, hoping. <laughs> fingers crossed. Um. So anywho, uh, so he just so Christopher eventually decided to bounce and was hired by Rene of Anjou which is who is known as good King Rene. It's actually his title is good King Rene mm. um, to help conquer the kingdom of Naples. So uh, I don't know if you know anything about Italian history, but like for a lot of the times, it's just a bunch of King city States that rule themselves and they're always fighting. It's, it's that one of the reasons cool. it's one of the reasons that like, you know, uh, Mussolini was able to like take over so quickly as everything was just kind of disjointed. <gasps> oh, I heard Mussolini is really cool. I don't know who told you that. He's a douche. He gets he gets drugged through the city on a like when they went oh like he's not cool. Maybe the way he died is cool. <laughs> it's pretty metal how he died. They like they like beat, they beat the shit out of him, tied him to a horse cart, dragged him through the streets, and then hug him. Some people are into that. I mean, he was a. It's fucker. also a category on Pornhub. <laughs> I think we've got a lot. Um, anyway, <laughs> moving along. Uh, eventually, Christopher would become an apprentice to the merchant and sail all over Europe. Historians speculate that he went to places such as Bristol, England, Galway, Ireland, and even survived a shipwreck off of Cape St. Vincent, Vincent, which is in Portugal, in 1476. So, I mean, he doesn't have a lot of sailing luck, but I guess shipwrecks are par for the course back then? I guess. I mean, he does not sound like somebody I'd want to get on a boat with, but yeah, what do I know? Neither. Uh, well, we know in retrospect, we don't want to get on a boat with him. Who knows if like Christopher Columbus, like in 1476 was, I don't believe, I can't believe I'm saying this. Maybe he was hot. 
Maybe he was a total babe. Who knows? Uh, he's not. Oh, my name is Cristobal. It's Colombo. If you speak it in I Italian. Mean, Colombo. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. At this point, both Christopher and Bartholomew were cartographers. However, uh, Christopher fancied himself an entrepreneur. You know. Entrepreneur. Yeah. I, I don't know how many douchebags from high school that you uh, graduated with who became entrepreneurs, but I have quite a few. Oh, yeah, I have a whole lot. And like they sell like Young Living and we're not, we're not, I was going to say, we're not talking about those. Like, hey, you want to be your own boss? No. Hey, hon. No, I have there's a there's one uh, girl that I went to high school with. She sells like soaps and stuff. Now she makes like handmade soaps and stuff. She's badass. Uh, I'll Hokum wears is freaking awesome. But uh, I'll, I don't know. I guess I'll put a link in the notes. Or Shout something. out. Yeah, or the notes or something. But uh, she sells really cool soaps. But she, like, one time, back when I was on Facebook a lot, she, like, ranted about those people because apparently they kept reaching out to her and she just lost her shit. She, she, she uh, my favorite things is when her and people, like, because her and Danielle, my sister Danielle, have, like, almost the same kind of anger. So when they rant, it's great. I get popcorn. Um, Ooh, your sister who I'm scared of, even though I never met her yet. She, I mean, she, I, she I think I think her uh no no her bark and her bite are about the same <laughs> we love you Danielle um well at least I do Kate's never met you <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to love you so hard <laughs> you might not want to do that. <laughs> anyways um now we're gonna get into the more social political and intellectual climate of the time because well we gotta because this is, this is a podcast this is a history it. podcast <laughs> I very don't know good Heather <laughs> very good <laughs> anyways the 1400s or the 15th century is widely seen as the official end of the middle ages uh, given that the renaissance had started a century before and, and the 16th century would be filled with a bunch of religious reforms you know what's up Martin Luther um, the 15th century yep I don't mean I'm not Protestant, but there's a lot. Um, the 15th century laid the groundwork for... <laughs> stop laughing. Uh, the 15th century laid the groundwork for what is called the Great Western Schism, uh, which is not spelled the way it's said, I might add. Um, hmm. <laughs> which was a general demystification of the Catholic Church, not surprisingly, due to the Renaissance. This started in Italy. So, oh, hey, that's where Topher is from. We'll, we'll circle back to that part later. <laughs> um, the political climate uh, was that of what is called absolutism. Uh, that's right. Not only Siths deal in absolutes. Apparently, European monarchs in the 1400s did as well. Um, I feel like there's a lot of parallels. I, there might be. Not as many glowy sticks, but still pretty cool. Um, Absolutism is the political doctrine where there is an ultimate, an unlimited centralized absolute authority that uses its sovereignty vested in. I read this all wrong. We're going to start over. I'm this, not is, this is I'm, cool. Let's I'm probably push. I'm probably not cutting this out. I usually don't cut out when I make mistakes because I find it funny. Um, I'm not in charge. You're the entrepreneur here. <laughs> I am certainly not. Um, absolutism is the political doctrine where there is unlimited centralized authority and absolute sovereignty is vested in a monarch or a dictator. It's funny. Like Donald how, Trump? 
Yeah, I was going to say, it's funny how thin the line between those two words can be monarch and dictator. So, uh, yeah. I mean, we don't have a monarch, but I think he fancies himself one. <laughs> I absolutely guarantee he does. I, w- I bet he wish he does. I wish he was. Uh, I don't. I think that sounded like I said, I wish he was. I bet he wishes he was. You wish that Donald Trump was our Lord and Savior King of United States of America? Is that what you said, Heather? I mean, if anybody, I I was going to say, a lot of people have already listened to this podcast and know damn well (laughs) that that's not the case. I'm going to say, oh, the lady doth protest too much. (laughs) Do the curtain. She's a closet trumper. Just kidding. That's a horrible rumor to spread. I was going to say, yeah, please don't pet. No, let's not spread that. Uh, Do you want my, like, I've got like five people who listen consistently and it'll go down to zero if you spread that rumor. Um, Okay, I'll be quiet. We won't mention his name anymore. Yeah, well, that's not true because I'm pretty sure I allude to him at least three more times. Uh, Despite absolutism, bureaucracy thrived and secular values began to replace the God and moral obligations of the past. So good on that because me and you couldn't survive it. A strong emphasis. Oh, for sure. Um, A strong, actually, in Europe, it was less. I'm pretty sure in continental Europe, at least, it, you were less likely to be burned at the stake for being witch as you were to be like hung. But like you weren't like hung hung. You were like garroted. Were you hanged or were you hung? Did I use the wrong word? <laughs> <laughs> so you were hanged, but you were less likely to be hanged and more likely to be garroted. So like they were just if you're like, hung, then, you know then call me um (laughs) 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 i'm italian guys just so you know you you at the top of the episode you said you weren't i well i'm lying on one time so (laughs) figure out which one Um, (laughs) a strong emphasis was placed on diplomacy and um the first permanent embassies were actually created during this time which is pretty cool um we're going to quickly sort of jump to um to the climate of spain since that's the one who uh funded topher's expedition um the iberian peninsula which is where spain and portugal are located that's the little doodad at the end of europe um it's home (laughs) this was the central location of the battle against the moors so do you know anything about the Moors, Kate? I read Othello. So Good. yes. Okay. So you know um, you know a decent yeah. bit. You know you at least I mean, know, I know what they're they look thing. like. I was gonna say you I'm at least know what thing. they look That's like. That's what I meant. Yes, I'm aware of what they look like. Okay. So the more mo- so the Moors who I never learned about in any of my European history classes in high school or even in college. Uh, but I do know about them because of Shakespeare, I might add, too, uh, <laughs> were the Muslim inhabitants of the Maghreb. I know I said that wrong. I also don't speak Arabic, everyone. Uh, the Iberian, but the Maghreb is, speak? we already talked about this. I speak English, bad English, and a little bit of Chinese. Poor English. Did you just correct She's going to kill me. English? <laughs> She's going to kill me. I'm dead. <laughs> Anyways, so they were the inhabitants of the Maghreb, the Iberian Peninsula, Sicily, and Malta. They are also roamed to pro- they rose to prominence during the Middle Ages in Europe. 
So again, we're doing another quick aside because we both mentioned you read Othello, but I learned about the Moors from um, one of my my all time favorite Shakespeare play, which is uh, Titus Andronicus. Uh, of course. Yeah. So that's how I learned about the Moors. Um, there's a one more character aptly named Aaron the Moor, spelled A-A-Ron, by the way. Um, <laughs> so um, I'm going to say spoiler alerts, but I really don't think any of the de- degenerates that uh, listen to my podcast read Shakespeare or at least are going to take the time to it. So we're going to move or along read. here. So um, you'd probably like him. Uh, Aaron's actually my absolute favorite character in the whole play. Uh, he is a servant of the Queen of Gaul who eventually marries the Roman Empire. Uh, I mean, Emperor. Aaron was, Aaron and the Queen were, of course, like, you know, Bonin. Um, and they aren't very good at, like, hiding it from anyone um, other than the Emperor. The Emperor is the only one who just, like, conveniently can't, it never sees it. Um, the Queen gets pregnant, has the baby, and oh man, it looks like Aaron. Now you got Gaul, Uh-oh. Gaul, which is like, you know, white. And then you've got Rome, yes. which is also white. And then you've got Amor, who is not white. Um, so, so what it, is he? Uh, he's black, if you guys can't figure it out. Um, <laughs> that's what the Moors were. Uh, anyways, um, the nurse brings it to Aaron after she has she she gives birth saying like oh we've got to kill it and her two so Aaron and the queen's other two sons from her first husband who was the king of Gaul um they want to kill it um and he says something they say something about how they've been undone you know like everything's been messed up it's ever undone you have undone us and Aaron utters like the best line Shakespeare has ever written in what my opinion any any play of all time which is just simply villain i have done thy mother <laughs> which i still love it <laughs> it's great that is there's pretty like, fantastic there's a movie adaptation of the play where it's got like anthony hopkins and it's like one of his best works but in the movie it is 10 times funnier because it's like a mix between like rome and modern time and it's just hilarious it kills me every time i love it it's my favorite line i of love it of all time anyways so that went off the rails pretty quick <laughs> um the moors there are no rails here there's true uh the moors actually control part of the iberian peninsula from 7 uh 11 to 1492 so around the time Seven he more. sailed until the, around the time he sailed the ocean blue uh they no longer were in the iberian peninsula uh when the moors were the ca- ocean azul mm, okay I'm gonna assume that's Spanish for the ocean blue. Um, did I get it right? Did I get it right? Muy bien. Yay! Anyways, um, when the Moors captured the Iberian Peninsula in 711, they renamed it Al Andalus. Uh, over time, this uh, over the time the state weakened, and Christian rulers who resented the Moors began to take control. These Christian groups. Uh, would ultimately challenge the Moor rule in 19, in 1492, and Ferdinand II and Isabel I won the Granada War, eventually expelling the Moors from Spain. So, yeah, poor guys. Yeah. Now, I know you're thinking, Heather, Topher, Topher was sailing the ocean blue in 1492. Um, that is what I was thinking. How did you know? <laughs> and you are correct, but I wanted to give you more of an idea of what was going on in the world that he lived in. Because it kind of, I mean, it doesn't excuse what he does, but it kind of 
explains it a little bit. Mm, she's defending Christopher Columbus. That is not what I'm doing. Because <laughs> I'm going to get more hostile towards him. We're only on slide four. Okay. Ooh, it's ready, get... set, go. <laughs> All right. Now, let's talk about Queen Isabella, who uh, was the first queen of Spain and her husband was Ferdinand II. I'm not a huge fan of her as a whole because she passed many policies which required the forced conversions of Jews and Muslims in Spain, which if you remember from episode three, uh, at this point, the Jews just needed a break and uh, they didn't get it in Spain. Uh, She banished those who didn't convert from Spain, which is a trend throughout European history from this point forward. But but I'm not going to touch that. Nope, 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 nope. This is not going to turn into a rant. (laughs) Not this part. You got this, girl. No, I want to, though. Keep in mind. Uh, One day I'm just going to talk about it. No, we're not going to do an episode on that. I might scream too loud. (laughs) All right, moving the fuck along. After Granada, Topher got Isabel's ear. Isabella, I'm sorry. Isabella's ear. And she agreed to sponsor his trip to the Indies. Uh, Now, let's be clear. Let's be clear. It is one giant misconception uh, that... Um, the, that they thought the world was flat back then. Nobody, as far back as ancient Greece, they theorized that the world was round. Uh, no yeah, one thought like- No one thought Topher was sailing off the edge of the world and the flat earthers out there, um, the, like round earth is not a new concept, but, but don't at me with your prism theories, flat earthers. I don't want to hear it. I don't need that kind of headache. Have you seen the flat earth prism theory? I haven't seen the prism theory. Um, I just kind of start to feel nauseated every time I hear anything about flat earth. Mm -hmm. I think this is the second time I've kind of made a comment about flat earthers. And I feel like I'm going to get a lot of like if I were famous, I'd get a lot of hate. But uh, luckily, I mean, I feel like if somebody thinks the earth is flat, they're not allowed to send hate mail. Or be like a lot. Maybe so. maybe they have sent it, but like since the Earth is flat, they send it via carrier pigeon because eventually <laughs> it's going to get to me, right? Um, Unless it flies off the edge. Can it do that? I don't know how flat Earths work. I don't know either. We're going to move on because let's. I don't want to eat that kind of headache, and neither do you. <laughs> so let's swing back to Topher now that we know uh, the world that he's living in at the ripe age of forty-ish. Uh, as they sailed in August and he was born sometime before October 31st. So he could have been 40. He could have been 39. It was probably his birthday. You know, that would have been a great. Uh, he set sail. Good for him. Uh, every American who has been brainwashed by our public school system knows the story. He set sail with three boats, the Nina, the Pinta, the Santa Maria, yada, yada, yada. Santa Maria was the largest. So naturally that was the ship that Topher was on. Uh he made landfall, and it isn't un- under debate the fact that his ship got shipwrecked. That's how he made landfall. He shipwrecked. He fucked up. Doesn't he always? He did not stick the landing. Um, he <laughs> fucked up. Um, the lovely uh, Lucayan people, the natives, who occupied that area he crashed in actually helped him out. You know, and he paid them. Well, they'd live to regret that. Yes, the Lucayans were a bunch, uh, were a branch of the Tanios who originally inhabited the Bahamas. I think I actually did okay at pronouncing those, but if somebody wants to correct me, by all means. Oh, you um, pronounced Bahamas correctly. 
that's not what I'm talking about. Every every American <laughs> who has a grandmother in Florida knows how to say Bahamas, okay? <laughs> All right. According to Topher's journals, the original he originally met the Lucayans uh, with warmth and even interpreted that they may they they thought he may have come from the sky. Um you don't yeah, I often think that from, of- yeah. yeah. If somebody hits my car, I'm like, did you come from the sky? Are you like, are God? Um, (laughs) Did you come from the sky? Um, Anyway, (laughs) shortly after that entry that he writes saying that they thought he came from the sky and he was all nice. He writes with 50 men, they can be subjugated and made to do what is required of them. Oh, Chris, come on. What an asshole, Topher. What an asshole. Now we're going to get into why I call him an asshole. If that wasn't a good lead in, I segued into that pretty nice, right? <laughs> um, if this was a PowerPoint, I would fade into the next slide. You know, the bad dissolves animation that <gasps> we used to use. That's my favorite. It's the one you used and you thought you were super fancy when you did it. <laughs> um, it basically like civilizes my life. So. Yeah, <laughs> it just dissolves into the ether. Uh, yes. If only, if only. Uh, one of the first things Topher noticed about these nice people who helped him with the shipwreck was that they were wearing gold nose rings. The first visit didn't last wrong, long. In fact, he only just kidnapped 25 Lucayan peoples and bounced. Just later oh, dated. Yeah, off to Spain. Oh, and by the way, only seven of those Lucayans actually survived the trip. So This guy sounds cool. I'm not good at math, but the numbers aren't good. Uh... I'm pretty no, sure I feel that's, like that's like that's like a, a big old percentage. Yeah, that's a that's bad. So, other than finding these natives in the land that certainly was not India, uh, Columbus really didn't have much of a present for Isabella to when he got back. Like, you don't go to the to the um, to the queen and not have a gift. It's like going to your parents' house without flowers or casserole or like cookies. You don't do it. Oh shit. Whoops. Your shitty daughter. Well, next time I see my parents, I will make sure to bring them seven slaves. I mean, you could just make a casserole. That might be more simple, but I'm not going for simple. <laughs> going for extravagance. <laughs> um so guess you may or may not be shocked to know that Topher uh could spin a yarn, so to say. He was good at making shit up on the fly. I mean, so am I, but I'm not an asshole. Um, and he fucking <laughs> convinced Isabella that the new world was covered in gold. Just covered in it. You kick up some dirt, there's some gold. Um, he must have been very convincing because she gave him 17 ships and 1,500 men and a shit ton of weapons to go back. You know, if the gold's just laying there, I don't know why you need 1,500 men and a shit ton of weapons. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe she kind of like that if it didn't want it. Maybe she didn't. Uh, she kind of knew he was full of shit, but she was just like, in case you need to subjugate, subjugate some people. Um, yeah. Off he went back to the poor Lucayans. When he arrived, he presented what he thought was a reason was reasonable demands. Now, correct me, correct him if he's wrong. Uh, spoiler alert: he's wrong. Uh, give them food and gold, <laughs> and allow them to rape their women. No big deal, right? That's just it. I mean, it sounds reasonable to me. I mean, I mean, in the 1400s, and if you're a white man, it sounds reasonable. But if you're a person with common sense and actual human decency, it's a, there's it's problematic. 
Oh, never heard of it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you have much decency there. Nope. Anyway, naturally, the Lucayans said fuck no, and Topher responded by having uh, his men cut the ears and noses off as a warning to others. So. He, huh. I didn't know that was an option. I, I mean, why else do you have 1,500 men and a shit ton of weapons? But to Good cut point. off some noses. should have been an explorer. Mm. In the 1400s, I don't think you would have fared too well. Even I mean, maybe if you were like, oh, that's a good point. A man, but I also fear I'm taking the wrong side. But anyway, uh, I mean, I mean, I don't know if you've listened to the episode about pillaging Egypt. We had a person who was pro looting tombs uh, as our captive audience member. Carrie is pro looting, so uh, you I'm can't not, not pro looting. Yeah, I was gonna say she just wants she likes shiny things. I think that's the reason why you and her are both kind of pro looting. Um, so naturally the Lucayans were not okay with all any of this bullshit and they rebelled you know as one does but against Topher's heavily armed armed Spanish brute force they really didn't stand much of a chance they like you know it's arrows and sticks against swords it's not good like bruh stop cutting off our ears yeah like I can't hear what you're asking me to do for you. I wonder why. Uh, They were quickly slaughtered, and even some accounts of the defeated warriors were being fed alive to hunting dogs. Which is... Dude. Poor Fido. Bad diet for the hunting dogs. Yeah, like, seriously. I I don't know. Like, gross. Topher defeated the Lucayans in the Bahamas, but he still only had a handful of gold jewelry taken from the people, and he promised Isabella a shit ton of riches. Uh, she didn't give him 17 fucking ships for some earrings, right? <laughs> Women. It's always about that jewelry. Diamonds. Stamp rods. Diamonds. <laughs> Topher responded by gathering up 500 Lucayan people, women and children included, and chained them below the decks to return to Spain as slaves. Only 300 su- survived the, fo- the voyage. So uh, their odds were a bit better the second time around, but still... Like not not a, n- if, if this were a test, it's still not a passing grade. Or at least not getting you on Dean's list. I don't know. Numbers. <laughs> I'm not good at numbers. Um, another 500 were enslaved in the New World. So they left some people to enslave people where the, you know, they were originally. So the Lucayans were like oh, just like chilling inception. at home. Yeah. The Lucayans were like chilling at home. All of a sudden, these dudes just show up speaking a weird language, and then they're like, hey, guess what? I own you now. Sounds familiar, hmm. too. Like, mm, what? Anyways. Like- huh. <laughs> Imperialism is grand, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> I, fuck imperialism. I think I said that at least like once or twice every episode. Many fled to the mountains as a way to escape. Topher tooking, took to hunting these men and women down as sport and killing them afterwards. Again, accounts say they fed them to dogs. So these dogs are basically eating human meat or nothing at all, I have a feeling. Because how else are you going to get them to eat living humans? Oh, this is not science diet. No, this I, is I not good. I don't think that dogs I don't, are meant to eat people. I also don't think it's like keto friendly either, but I don't know if they're watching their figure. I don't know. I feel like actually isn't human meat like pretty low carb? I don't know. I, I missed that part of the Dahmer episode. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's been a long time since I've eaten people. Yeah. So. yeah. I don't know. I've, I've heard that if you boil the heads, it 
brings out all the flavor. I don't know where you heard that, but that's horrifying. Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> so uh, they had slaves, but no fucking gold. None. This led to a system where the Lucayans were told to bring gold to receive some sort of marker that they would wear around them ne their necks, excusing them from bringing gold for the next few months, days, whatever. It was arbitrary. Um, but if you have no, you have no gold, you say, uh, well, then we're going to chop off your hands and make you wear that. So, you know, no gold. Uh, again, no very reasonable. I'm, I'm on the wrong side again, aren't I? Yes. You want to you want to <laughs> shoot me over to human decency side for just a second? <laughs> I mean, Just bad, you, you, bad. You, 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 no putting hands around people's necks. I mean, it's pretty metal, but that's about it. Um, we should also mention that he did not just support the mutilation of the natives. Uh, Topher also dabbled in child sex slavery. Uh, that is my least favorite kind of slavery. Yeah. Honestly. There shouldn't be a category on that for Pornhub. I'm just saying. Uh, oh, God. But I'm there might be. I don't know. Pornhub's a dark place sometimes. Shh. He, I don't want to think about it. So he wrote in his journals the following line. A hundred Cassianos, which is uh, like a form of currency, are as easily obtained for a woman as for a farm. And it is very general that there and there are plenty of dealers who are looking for girls. Those who are nine to ten are are no are in high demand. Bruh. I don't like it. Number one, I felt dirty writing and reading that. Uh, child sex. So he child sex slaves, everyone. Everybody. Yay. Went, so everyone went he wild about. Entrepreneur. Yeah. So everybody goes wild about Pizzagate and that where, Wayfair thing on social media, but we're still wishing everyone a happy Columbus Day. Yeah, I don't like it. Uh, I digress. Anywho, moving along. I feel really dirty after reading that. <laughs> it's All my right. only my only off limits thing. <laughs> That's where you draw the line. Okay, at least you That's draw, where I draw there. the line. At least you draw. Sex slaves are okay, but children, children, sex slaves, no. All right, <laughs> we're going to move to Topher's <laughs> late life and death because I feel really icky right now. So we're going to move on to. When oh he... yeah, let's talk about him dying. Yes. Uh, first, it should be mentioned that throughout Topher's life, he claimed the reason he went and continued to go to the New World was to convert non-believers, not gold. We mm. all believe uh -huh. that, right? Uh, yeah. Mm. He was just helping them. Either way, Topher uh, became very religious in his late life. He even wrote a book titled The Book of Privileges. And I'm just and just off the bat, I'm going to I'm. I want to guess it is about white privilege, but we're going to take a look. Are you ready? Yes. <laughs> but judging by my face, neither of us are going to like this. <laughs> uh, I'm scared. The book was right before the fourth voyage that Topher took to the new world. And the book defends the titles and finances of the Columbus family and then pivots to an apocalyptic book of prophecies. Real casual, you know, super cash. Huh? That, um, those don't go together like, at all. <sighs> Topher took to calling himself as the Christ bearer. Like I said, super cash. Uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm the Christ bearer. <laughs> the first book, or, good. 
or compilation, depending on which source you read, uh, seems to have no link to the second book, which historians see as a good display of Topher's state of mind uh, that and how it was starting to deteriorate. So, oh, it was starting. Okay, starting. Yeah, yeah he it go, it deteriorates later in his life. Now, mind you, like he did the voyage when he was forty, so this is probably when he's I don't know sixty. So he started losing his marbles at 60. I got I got a grandmother who's in her 80s and she still got all her faculties, so I don't get it. Um, and he's he, Italian. True, true. They don't build them like they used to, I guess. Um, nope. The PU history of a bridge version of this book, since I am unwilling to pay $70 for it. Uh, it's $70 on Amazon. Who spends $70 to listen to read what Topher has to say? Um, historians? Um, and the only so and the only other sources that I could find online were scanned pages of the Spanish document. So we're going to get an abridged version that may or may not be accurate. It might be off by a little bit, but I don't know Spanish. Uh, the book explains how Topher thinks his family is owed many things, such as his heirs being heirs to the Spanish crown. Uh, oh. Not not just because of the gold he <coughs> murdered for him. <coughs> Uh, but also because he made a great conquest for Christianization in the new lands and brought them under Spanish dominion and all that bullshit, which so therefore he should get the crown. Uh, Makes perfect sense, right? I would vote for him for sure. You don't vote for a king. Oh, well, um, I mean, okay. So like my most important like topic Mm-hmm. is actually like how much christianization somebody does through murder and so, rape and pillaging right yeah it's obviously. like the best kind obviously yeah. uh my initial assessment of the book was obvious it wasn't too far off right like it's definitely some some whitey privilege right there <laughs> uh let's see as i said Topher was on his first first voyage after writing these books. In fact, he had them notarized with judges present in his home in Seville just before he departed. So, like, he got it notarized and then went, bye, bye, see you later, and ran off. Ciao, Bella. Uh, <laughs> I'm guessing that's what he actually said. I Maybe. I mean, I don't think the judge would have been particularly pretty, but maybe the powder was, okay, sure. was set just right who knows do do they wear oh, yeah, powder like, you're a little old for me <laughs> um i don't know I, I don't know they're italian in my mm. head italians just have like olive oil in their hair i'm pretty sure i'm not being might, racist it's a little bit of racism there anywho it's real life many of the royals and sovereigns had lost confidence in to- confidence in topher imagine that uh, some I sources I read, that. some sources of the, that I read even said that they pitied him and that's why they funded this voyage. So nothing's better than a pity voyage. It's like a pity fuck, I guess. I, I don't know. I want to use my words so bad. <laughs> He's not very smart. There you go. <laughs> I didn't say it. I didn't say it. Very good. Very good. Uh, surprisingly enough, Topher wasn't popular in Hispaniola either. And uh, there was considerable hostility towards the idea of him returning. By the way, Hispaniola is the area that uh, Spain conquered in the New World. So, like, yes, all, you, you know, all that areas and shit. Um, this meant he could 
This meant he could try. Oh, I'm sorry. So much so much so that Ferdinand and Isabella forbade him from going like they said, bro, just stay in Spain. Nobody wants you there. This meant he could travel, but not to Hispaniola. Uh, uh, this has been for quite some time, like ever since his voyage. Um, so since the voyage before he wasn't back, like he didn't go to Hispaniola, but India, uh, which he was meeting. He said he was going to India where he was meeting v Vasco da Gama. Uh, we might do something about Vasco da Gama eventually. Um, and was told to be on his best behavior by the king and queen, which many historians see as a sign of wavering trust in Topher. Like, literally, they were like, here, go meet this guy, but don't embarrass us. Yeah, they're like, please don't, like, cut off hands and don't fuck any kids on your way. Please, for the love of God. Uh, Ferdinand and Isabella were right to not trust him because while making record time, Topher left Gran Carnina and... Uh, on the evening of the 25th reached martinique on the on this is may 25th sorry reached martinique on june 25th and by june 29th was demanding entr entrance to santo domingo in hispaniola so he made record time wow and it was his birthday <laughs> every, every day is his birthday before every october, day is his birthday before his before october he was refused by avando who was the governor at the time who also really didn't like him there was some like that writing. sounds sexy. Avando. Hello, Avando. Avando. Uh, he's Spanish though, so I don't know if we're using the right so... accent. So I felt like oh, we were using uh, our... he... I feel like we were using our Italian accent, and I don't know how to do a Spanish. Accent. I got I got Mario all up in my head right now. Okay. Okay. Avando. Okay, that sounds right. Yeah, okay. the roll of the tongue thing. Yeah, maybe. All right. Again, not racist, just real life. After being denied entry, Topher spent July through September of 1502 exploring the coast of Jamaica, Cuba, Honduras, and the Mosquito Coast of Nicaragua, which is, I'm assuming, is the west coast of Nicaragua. I've always wanted to go somewhere called the Mosquito Coast. I mean, I like my blood inside my body. So, Mosquito Coast. I don't coast. like your blood inside your body. All right, psycho, calm it down a bit. That was a threat. <laughs> That's just calm down here. I'm the I'm the <laughs> irrational, violent one here, not you. In October, he sailed to oh god, Chiriquiu Lagoon in Panama. We're gonna, I I'm sorry <laughs> to all those who speak Spanish. <laughs> I'm sorry to everybody, <laughs> to everyone. Uh, which was in Panama. There's no canal yet. Uh. All while looking for gold, because that's he's got one focus. It's always gold for some. Apparently, he's also bringing Christ, but uh, for some reason, always came back with gold. And I think one could argue that Christ is much more valuable than gold, wouldn't you say? Please stop hmm. looking at me like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to move on. In 1503. I just made her speechless. Woohoo! In 1503, Topher tried to set up a trading post at Santa Maria de Belen on the bank of the Belen River near his son's command. But native re resistance and poor conditions of the ships made him abandon his venture and head back to Hispaniola. Imagine that natives Aww. were resistant. Who'd have thunk it? They're like, oh my gosh, you rape us so much. We don't like this anymore. They're such whiners. <laughs> 
On their way back, they got beached on the coast of Jamaica in June 1503. They were castaways. No, I'm assuming there was no Wilson, but maybe a Felipe. There could have been. Maybe it was Felipe. Felipe. But also being abandoned, like it, I mean, maybe Jamaica is not the way it is now, but being abandoned in Jamaica. I oh, I 100% picture Christopher Columbus smoking a spliff. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, he's like, like, oh, he's like, a song good. He'd be doing it like an asshole, though. Like he would do it and be like, oh, man, I'm so high. But he didn't like inhale. <laughs> <laughs> he'd be like, where are the 10 year olds? <laughs> so high. I could fuck a 10 year old. Why is everyone looking at me like that? <laughs> it's a little older than I usually go for, but <laughs> All right. I like a mature woman. In his old age, he likes him a bit more mature. <laughs> Eventually, two captains from a fleet uh, got on a canoe uh, from his fleet, got on a canoe and managed to make it 45 miles into op- open sea, uh, the open sea of Hispaniola. Where Avando, that sexy man, I guess, might, uh, he might actually hate Topher as much as I do, which is saying something because there's a there's a passion of a lot of knowledge in here that that hates him. Nice. Ooh, eventually, he's got that fiery Latin passion. He eventually, and I, a strong emphasis on the word eventually, uh, sent some help to Jamaica in, in June of 1504. So he spent a whole year stranded on Jamaica. So it's just not fair, though, that of all the places for him to get stranded, it was Jamaica. Well, maybe like, Jama- like but you're, you got to remember, this isn't like some some industrious sort of young man. This is like an old stale, crusty okay, dude who's like who uses soldiers to kill people. <laughs> you know, it's not like he's the one chopping the hands point. off. He's the one ordering people to do it. So he's just like, you know, it's like it's like. I don't know a principal at a school like he's not actually doing anything he's just saying a lot of shit um that might have been I I was gonna say I've never been involved in education I might be wrong (laughs) this is an interesting analogy I was gonna say this is the furthest this is the closest to education that I've ever been so fun story though while stranded Topher predicted an eclipse using his astronomical tables which frightened the locals and uh earned him some food so uh he's a witch He's a witch. Uh, Burn her. Okay, we're not going to. We're not going (laughs) to. I'm going to make it one whole episode without making a Monty Python reference. Going to do it. Turn me into a newt. God damn it. It got better. I got better. Uh, All right. It was by far the most disappointing voyage to date. He missed discovering the Pacific through Panama, and he did not make any contact with the Mayans. Both things were near him during his entire voyage. Like, you know, it's like, oh, if you had taken a right at that palm tree, you would have me- you would have seen this <laughs> giant Mayan temple. But hey, <laughs> which might be better off might be. Well, it's not better off. They have eventually the conquistadors find them, but <laughs> they were fucked either way. They were fucked either way. Uh, Topher literally came- and figuratively. Mm. Topher came back to Spain on November 7th, 1504. And found Queen Isabella was dying. Oh, uh, so his biggest his biggest cheerleader was dying, which sucks for him. Uh, despite this obviously being a failed voyage, Topher claimed to anyone that would hear it that he found the true Indies and Cathay, which I don't know what Cathay is. 
uh, like I think it's I think it's China. I think it's their word for China. Um, somebody tell me. I don't know. I've I didn't know what it I was. And I I feel like I looked it up when I wrote it down and then just proceeded to not put it in my notes, which is classic Heather. That's <laughs> good move, man. Uh, but it should be noted that he did not at all. <laughs> like, nope. Bad lying. No. God, he's a lying sack of shit. Yes. Yes, indeed. The story then goes that after returning from his failed voyage, Topher spent the next two years wholly in illness and poverty and oblivion. However, well, it makes me really sad. Totally. I'm, I'm all broken up about it. I'm smiling from ear to ear. Uh, however, this isn't as his son, Diego. This isn't how it was going to go because Diego was a well-established in court and Topher was a fucking admiral who raped and pillaged a substantial amount of gold in the late 1400s. So unless he uh, bet it all on the ponies and lost, he's fine. He's fine. He's living in fucking comfort. He's living better than any of us are. And fucker. Uh, it seems Topher's health had been suffering since he was 41. So like shortly after his first one, uh, they believe he got gout. <laughs> so <laughs> the, It's like the lazy Sucker. disease, man. <laughs> you ate too many. Oh, things. And it's supposed to hurt like a lot. Yeah, but okay, so we're doing an aside here that's not even in the script at all. But I heard, but there's like this, uh, this thing that went around during the Middle Ages that it was supposed to like seriously make a man's orgasm ten times better if you had gout. So some people in the Middle Ages literally went out of their way to get gout. <sighs> I Why should, have men always been so stupid? I don't know. I really don't. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I could die from this and all, but like my penis is gonna rock. That felt amazing, but now I can't move. <laughs> Which is nothing. Oh, it's the so good. Anyway, proceed. Uh, the years that followed, he would get fits of influenza and other fevers, and he would even bleed from his eyes, which would cause temporary blindness. I feel okay, like I'm not it, a doctor, but I'm pretty sure that that's bad. I mean, I'm not I'm not sort of any sort of spiritualist, but I'm hoping that was the result of somebody cursing that motherfucker. Just saying. I sure hope so. Uh, This would obviously eventually lead to him becoming bedridden and dying. Damn. As happens when your eyeballs bleed. Yes, that's a thing. Uh, With the advent of science, modern doctors actually suspect that Topher suffered from reactive arthritis rather than gout which is caused by joint inflammation caused by intestinal bacteria infections or certain STDs, most likely chlamydia or gonorrhea. That is a dirty-ass dick. Um, Many doctors speculate uh, that he acquired reactive arthritis from food poisoning due to poor sanitation and improper food preparation. But I'd like to believe he got the clap and suffered for it. (laughs) I'd like to believe it. Dick was so dirty that it killed him. I'd love to believe that. And that's like, I, you know what? PU history textbook says he got the clap and died. I don't need sources. This is just what I'm saying. That's a story. We're sticking to it. Yep. 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 Anywho, Christopher Columbus died in Valladolid, Valladolid, someplace in Spain. (laughs) I'm I'm devolving as we go. Valladolid. 
Valladolid. We're going to go with that. Um, sure. In Spain on May 20th, 1506. Where his remains are located is quite a story as well. He was first hold buried. Hold on, hold on, hold on. He died on his birthday? <laughs> you know, that sucks. <laughs> he died on his birthday. There's nothing worse. I bet he contracted oh, the clap on his birthday, too. Oh, I bet he did. <laughs> All right. So his, his remains are also where they're located is kind of a story, too. He was first buried where he died in the city where he died. And then he was moved to a monastery in Seville. It is believed he may have been exhumed in 1513 and taken to the Cathedral of Seville, which I guess is that's different than a monastery, by the way. I'm, I imagine. I don't know different. the difference. Um, in 1536, both Topher and his son Diego's remains were taken to a cathedral in Santo Domingo, which is now the Dominican Republic, by the way. Uh, there are accounts that say that the, that when France took Hispaniola in 1793, Topher's remains were then taken to Havana, Cuba. And when Cuba became independent in 1898, they were taken back to Seville, Spain. Wait, what? Yeah, he's, he's globetrotting <sighs> even in death. It's kind of fucking... Wow. Crazy. We're all stuck that in our homes. That kind of sounds like nobody wants him. Everywhere. Yeah, we're all stuck in our homes, but this I've been goes everywhere, everywhere, man. Righto. Just, that was just yeah beautiful it's beautiful um thanks it gets a little bit more juicy in modern times though in 2003 dna was taken from the the remains that were brought back to seville against the dna of topher's brother's son fernando they didn't say that again topher's Topher's brother's brother's son son named fernando you know okay isn't isn't there an abba song about him i don't know if it's about him specifically oh yeah don't be a sing it i mean if you want them all to turn this off, you can. <laughs> okay, guys, stay tuned afterwards. I'm going to sing a whole song. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, they didn't seem to be related at first, but this was like the infancy of DNA testing. Like, I, I mean, everybody here uh, who listens to me probably listens to, like, watches forensic files. This is 2003. So, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so eventually they found the mitochondrial DNA was similar, which led them to conclude that the remains were, in fact, Columbus. But for a little while, they were like, oh, no, Columbus's uh, bones are lit- missing. And if he- if 2003 Heather had known about it with the knowledge of 2020 Heather, uh, it pro- she probably would have been like, damn, that sucks, I guess. Oh, but, man. But, also, but could- the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the, the cell, just so you know. And that's all you learn from science class, isn't it? That's all I learned in general. Fair. Um, <laughs> there is also a lead box in Santo D- Domingo uh, that is believed to be Topher's remains. However, uh, the Dominican Republic will not allow these remains to be exhumed, so no tests can be done. So they're like just saying it's Christopher Columbus, but it's there's no proof, you know. Okay. okay. So. So I can throw a chicken bone out there, say that's a Magellan, and but no, you can't test it. <laughs> Christopher Columbus lives in all of us. I mean, that might be partially true for some people, which is unfortunate. If I was a 10-year-old. But he's not Genghis Khan, so you don't need to worry. Uh, well, <laughs> anyway. I think I would need to worry, actually. <laughs> all right. So now we're going to take a little side mission, and let's talk about Columbus Day. Yay. Yay! 
my the favorite day, holiday. The day this was supposed to be released, um, but due to technical difficulties, it's probably this is probably getting released Saturday because it's okay. Uh, Every day before October thirty first is Columbus Day. Yeah, it's his birthday. It's his birthday. <laughs> um. So Columbus Day was created in the 1930s when some dudes from a male-only Catholic organization known as the Knights of Columbus wanted a Catholic male role model for kids to look up to. Apparently, it sounds like a gay porno. Apparently, this had enough clout though to pressure Roosevelt to make it a holiday. So, like, apparently they come had on, enough Rosie. that, like, I mean, the man had polio for fuck's sake. Like, come on, <laughs> he wasn't doing too great. Wait, is this the right? <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Just- Am I thinking of the wrong? I don't know. I always confused the Roosevelt's. I didn't write down whether it was FDR or Teddy. It might have been Teddy. I don't know. Whatever. Did My we both bad. have polio? No. Please continue. Teddy, Teddy did not. Teddy did not. I would do an episode about um, like Teddy Roosevelt because he was kind of a fucker, but uh, also he did some good things. Not like not t- towards people, but towards like land conservation. So it's like. I'd be like, I'd be calling him a fucker on one end and then praising him on the other. It'd be too many mixed messages. So I don't like to do the ones with mixed messages. <laughs> oh, but I like that. Um, I believe one of the best things I've read during the research was actually from that uh, oatmeal infographic I used where he wrote Columbus Day is not an American tradition. It's a recent mistake. Uh, then he goes to talk about the man we're going to be doing the mini-sode episode at, that we're recording right after this, so I hope you don't have any plans. I don't. I sent the kids home. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, God them, is right. You sent them out into the wild? <laughs> I thought I heard sirens. <laughs> so now we're going to recap. <laughs> it's time for a recap because we're almost at the end. Do uh, it! I wish we had got- Italian music. Is that a like like you know that song that they play when know. you walk into like yeah I don't know it's like I feel like they played that in like anytime somebody walked into Olive a pizza Garden? parlor maybe yeah I, I, or, th- I feel I don't know. I feel the Godfather maybe song yeah maybe. I don't think I can get the rights to the Godfather theme song so we're probably not going to put anything music in here because also well, still not entirely sure how to put music behind here and not blast it over us. I'm a baby when it comes to uh, figuring out this shit. Give me some time here, people. Um, So recap. No one thought that the world was flat when Topher made his voyage. That is right at the top there. Uh, Queen Isabella. We've made progress. Yeah. (laughs) This whole society. Queen Isabella, Topher, and everyone else just wanted gold. That's it. Not to spread Christianity uh, or to explore some shit. They just wanted gold, and Topher did horrible things to get the gold. Uh, some people, not people who listen to the show, hey, um, <laughs> but maybe some that are of the red hat, white letter uh, wearing persuasion may say, if it weren't for the riches Columbus obtained, overlooking the brutality in which he obtained it, of course, people would never have had the money to continue exploring North America. Which is 100% wrong. Uh, You need to remember that most of the settlers in the New World were fleeing the Old World for one reason or another. They would have had to leave Europe somehow anyways. And uh, most of them were indentured servants when they arrived in order to pay for the trip. So none of them riches that he got from here were the reason that they showed up. 
Uh, yeah, the five necklaces. <laughs> all those those nose rings, which have like some serious boogers on them. Um, <laughs> to that point, all the gold that Topher brought over resulted in a freeze of the economy in the Gold Coast of Africa, which is the Gulf Coast is a uh, of Guinea in uh, West Africa, by the way. Um, this led to the rise of the of African slaves as there as this was now the only quote unquote commodity they had left in the region. Uh, this has oh. led this has led Topher to be cited and rightfully so by some historians as the father of the transatlantic slave trade. So just when you thought he couldn't get worse, he got worse. You're, oh, you're he's welcome. my hero. <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, throughout my research, I went through a lot of articles that argue, should Christopher Columbus be judged by, judged by modern times of what he did at a different time? And it is, is the position and thusly the position of this podcast. It is my position and the, thusly the position of this podcast because I'm the grand ruler of this podcast. Uh, <laughs> the grand poobah, if you will. Uh, he, he absolutely fucking should be judged for what he did. Uh, he was a piece of shit in history, and although what he did at the time may not have been a crime, it is still fucking deplorable. Uh, like, fuck. Um, yeah, I don't think there was a time when when child sex slaves were okay, ever. Apparently, if they're not white, like like the dude who's enslaving them, it's okay. Oh, I forgot. That was a minor detail. I forgot. Sorry. Yes. So uh, that's all I've got on Christopher Columbus. What do you think, Kate? <laughs> I think he's a shitbag, honestly. Yeah. Did you learn any of this? Like, try to go back to high school for just a second. Did you learn any of it? Or even elementary oh, school? Well, yes. Yeah. I did learn about the pinata and the Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but you yeah, just... and it's funny because you know, what I learned in, in school was definitely such a watered-down version of who it's he not really e- was. It's not even, like, watered-down. It was literally, like, here's a taste. We're not going to tell you anything else because it's awful. Well, <laughs> it was know? basically, like, he discovered America, which... Which he didn't. He did not. He did so. not. It was, uh, what is what was his name? Nikolai Amerigas or something like that? I don't know. Some some Amerigo Vespucci? Maybe. 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 Yeah, I think it's Amerigo Vespucci. Oh, you're a history major, man. Yeah, but I don't do like this is the extent of American history that I got here, guys. Uh, I have to do some serious research to do anything more, which I'm going to have to dive into America because America's got a lot of fucked up history and it's fairly recent. So there's a lot of source material. America is actually fucked up like currently. So Yeah, it's got a fucked up present history, past, present, future. It's great. Um, Anywho. Oh, I just went too far. So we're going to close this out. So that's all for the episode. this episode of Passionately Ugly History. Thank you again, Kay, for dealing with my justifiable rage. <laughs> Thank you for dealing with the justifiable rage and supplying us with the soundtrack there. Um, no problem. You can follow us on Instagram at PU underscore history podcast. I post memes and political cartoons related to the episodes there. We also have a Facebook group, Passionately Ugly History Podcast uh, is the name of the group. I usually post there when the new episodes are up. And if there are any delays on the episodes, which uh, if you were paying attention, I posted one of those on Sunday. How many times did we try to record this episode? We tried to record this three times before we gave up. (laughs) 
There was there was uh, Friday was, and I got stuck in traffic. There was oh Saturday, yes, and then Saturday and then Sunday and then yeah. Sunday and then all three didn't work. And now and now Tuesday, so uh, we're a day late, but it, we're we're just fashionably late. That's that's what that's what PU history is. It's we're fashionably late. <laughs> it's not it. my fault. Totally not. It's it's I don't know. It's the King Tut family curse. <clears throat> so. Uh, sometimes I post back to the, circling back to what I was saying before I got distracted. Uh, sometimes I post polls asking for what you would like me to the next few episodes to be. So you can swing by there if you want to add that in. Uh, we still don't have a Twitter and I don't do social media too often. So if you want to like reach out with questions, comments, concerns, screams of anguish, please email me at pu.historypodcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to do any corrections, please put correction in the subject line and include the source as a correction without a source is just an opinion. And although you are entitled to your opinion, I'm a history nerd and I like sources. Uh, if you like our podcast, please tell your friends so they can be our friends because we're okay, people. Okay. I don't want friends. Honestly, you don't like friends? No, I don't like friends. You don't like friends? Then what am I? a friend mm, so you don't like me i get it okay that's cool i'm feeling <laughs> oh i'm, feeling I'm sorry i'm channeling christopher columbus no god don't what are you doing don't rape that child um, <laughs> get your hands off me <laughs> i can't i need to touch you okay <laughs> this is going bad um rate and subscribe and all that fun such uh and the last thing is, Kate, are you pissed that this wasn't included in every Christopher Columbus episode you had learned in school? I'm not happy about it. Yeah, not I at feel, all. I feel like this should have they should have at least been like, we can't go into this because this is public school and they don't we don't want you to them to pull our funding. But he was a jackass. And just keep that in mind. Instead of just saying that he was like the best ever. Yeah, no. There are still some people who think he is. It's fucking ridiculous. Anyways, all of y'all should be absolutely be pissed off that nobody taught anybody this. So, should fucking. I need my lasagna and my little child. All right, and with that, we're signing off on this one. So, uh, bye. Ciao. Bye, bye, bye.